I know the I know the episode hasn't like started yet, and we're not even into any sort of questions or interviews. But you have a lovely voice. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's what it's what gets me to pay my bills. Yeah, <laughs> most of the time. Sweet. He's... Yeah. We're not giving him any money. <laughs> I'll take take a sip of my water, as the professional knows. I'm gonna be really quiet. <laughs> it's all right. I, like... I can I can clip you guys out in editing. Thank <laughs> God. <laughs> Find a way to just get my voice out. <laughs> in, just entirely. Hey, I'm Tony. <laughs> Fuck. So, today's episode is uh, Good Morning Tour World without Tony. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Oh, it's like Garfield minus Garfield. <laughs> it's just Logan talking to himself like, in a boy. Just, just me saying all the like heinous, dark things that I say. But, like, <laughs> just only the void. <laughs> yeah, so it'd be kind of like what I assume it, how it normally goes. <laughs> just when no one's around, I'm just muttering just no horrible shit to hey, myself. Hey, Tony, what do you feel about the election? I love it. <laughs> Mm. It's my favorite. I hope there's some weird, creepy Tony booted all out there. <laughs> I just have. Oh, I think we know at least three people. I just have a, a waifu pillow with a picture of you on it. <laughs> <laughs> Not the first time that those have come up. Just, just, just looking so kawaii. Just, <laughs> just very. <laughs> on, on one end, I'm like. All tsundere and stuff, like look, like doing the pouty puffy cheeks yep. of anger, and then on the other, I just have like the three red blush lines, <laughs> and I'm wearing far less clothes, but I'm also kind of somehow from like the back profile. Yeah, and for totally. Whatever reason you have twin tails? Oh, twi- yeah. Shit. <laughs> I have a wig that has twin tails. <laughs> you just look like Tony Hatsune. Laying down on your stomach, but like looking back over your shoulder the way no one ever does when they're laying down on their stomach. Yeah, yeah. Hey, speak for yourself, gentlemen. <laughs> Alright, I'll I'll do this intro and then we'll get to it. Alright, let's do this. Oh lord. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. This is Good Morning Toy World, your source for semi-premium adult-related toy talk. I am your host with the most, your ghost with the most, Logan, and joining me via satellite, the Sultan of Sentai himself, Tony. Did you want to say hello to the people, Tony, and maybe introduce our guest? What's that? We have a guest to introduce? Yeah, we do. A good thing it's probably in the title of this episode as well. Probably. Sup, everybody? How's it going? That's your rhetorical question of the week. Uh, I'm, again, as uh, Logan said, the Sultan of Sentai, Baron of Bionicle, and the Duke of Diaclone. Princi- Tony, principal of Monster High. Have... That's also the principal of Monster High. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta keep them girls in check. <laughs> <laughs> um, and with us, we have the Viceroy of voice acting. Oh, oh Viceroy. A legitimate well. voice actor. Um... Yeah. Jesse and Okala is actually in the studio slash living room today. Hello, so. hello. This is the sound of my voice. <laughs> Can you? Oh, I I could spread that like butter. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yum, yum, yum. Um, so yeah, thank you for joining us. Uh, like I said, Jesse is um, a professional <laughs> voice actor. He's been on a few cartoons. 
Uh, you can check out his IMDb page. I have an IMDb page. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's pretty, it's like a decent IMDb page. It's, uh, I, I checked it out a little bit before this and I was like, oh, oh, yeah, oh, right. Like I've done stuff. <laughs> like Google search you, there are cartoon characters Yep. next to your face. Yep. Yeah, there is a bunch of them. Um, most, I mean, most probably pertinent to the, to the cast here, talking in podcast lingo yay Woo. we don't yeah, worry we, about that yeah we pretend that. it's radio <laughs> cast yeah well, <laughs> am i on old time radio uh <laughs> we lo-fi it low just super low we're, we're we're kind of like a black metal oh podcast. okay so should i cookie monster metal this <laughs> yeah okay if you could i'm not be. going to <laughs> uh yeah mo- some of my more pertinent credits i suppose to um to the toy cast here is uh I was a number of characters on Lego's Legends of Chima uh, a number of years back. Um, I also had a couple seasons on a show that never saw the light of day in North America, which is unfortunate because it was fucking great, uh, called Yoohoo and Friends, which was based on um, the Aurora World toy line that was like little Beanie Baby guys, but... It was rewritten, like, the rights to it were bought by mm-hmm. Toon Zone Studios out of L.A., and uh, it was rewritten by David Feast, the man who created Cow and Chicken. Yeah, I remember I remember that from a little while yeah. back, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was hilarious. Like, <laughs> it was, it was just, it was one of those shows where, like, it was one for me. <laughs> Yeah, because <laughs> they just threw shit at me, and I was just like, "Yeah, let's do that one. I'll, I'll be that guy. Let's do that." Anyway, thank you so much oh. for having me, guys. Oh, no, totally. thank you. Yeah, we made it uh, thirty-five episodes deep, and finally got a guest on the show. Someone wants to talk to us, so that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I fell in the snare trap. <laughs> it's true. I was hanging by my foot in the tree. <laughs> I just um. I, I set up like a, a trail of Hull's lozenges. Oh my god, and <laughs> um, they were the best. Yeah. And then the entire pack was in a lasso. Yeah. Um, Which I went for like a chump. <laughs> yeah, it's it's that's how we do on the, the Toy World. Coming after you next, uh Lloyd. Yeah. Coming after you next. <laughs> <laughs> One of these days. It's the trail of Toxic Avengers figures. Yeah. I hate these. <laughs> How dare you! I feel like uh, I feel like to catch Lloyd, you just put like a rubber chicken in a bucket of slime, and like it's not that you yeah. catch him. It's not that you catch him. It's that you summon him, and he just appears. Yeah. yeah. He will just show up. You'll just see like a hand reach out from the bucket of slime. <laughs> oh, yes, please. <laughs> All sexy like. All right. All right. Uh, Got to get some slime, draw a pentagram, yep. get some rubber chickens. Yep. I'll be, maybe a mop and a tutu. Do your face up like Sergeant Kabuki Man. Yes. Is that appropriation now again still? I think it I was the know. entire time. I but... feel like it's always been. Okay. Yeah. Good. But it's trauma. Yeah. So Anderson Cooper once said, uh, during an interview, you only need to ask three good questions for it to be a success. So I wrote three questions in total. Um, Fantastic. And we'll see how we do. Also, Anderson, Anderson Cooper never said that. I just made that shit up. Um, Did you? Because I believe that. I know, right? For a second, I was like, "Oh shit, this guy's like an Anderson Cooper holic." <laughs> this guy knows what I've, Anderson Cooper says. I've, I've read his book, this the one about his whorish mother. 
Um, <laughs> is that now? Is that a real book? Um, I think he wrote. I, I, it's weird. I should not know any trivia about Anderson Cooper, but I do. I believe he wrote a book about getting to know his mother because they were kind of estranged from one another. Yeah, and um, she like she she ran a fashion line or a perfume line or something and was just like a trophy woman. I don't know. Um, huh. But that's that's not why we're here. Um, so I guess welcome my to the first Anderson question. Coopcast. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the Coopercast. Um, <laughs> actually, the Coopercast has a nice flow to it. What else? It, kind of it does. does. Next yeah. episode, Bradley Cooper. <laughs> Let's try and get Anderson Cooper on the show. Oh can my god! Just can I just phone his like somehow find his like one eight hundred number or something? Yeah. Just call into Anderson Cooper and just like we'll do that and him getting angry. <laughs> Be like, how did you get this? Well, Stop like, calling me. I can imagine the message you leave him. It's like, yeah, my co-host misquoted you and then called your mother a whore. Um, maybe you want to come <laughs> come down here and speak up for her, man. Can you can you come to Vancouver and set things straight? <laughs> I mean, you're on our money. You're our five dollar bill, Mister Cooper. I'm challenging you to a boxing match. <laughs> You um, can do that with Uva Bowl. <laughs> you can't do that with Anderson Cooper. You could Maybe. totally do All you have to do to get Uva Bowl now is go down to Bauhaus. Because mm-hmm. he'll just wander. I still kind of want to, because apparently he's like super nice down there. He's so chill. Uva yeah. Bowl, like, I've met him on a number of occasions, mm-hmm. and every time I've met him, he's just been consistently nicer. Hmm. Yeah, he's definitely like... I feel like he'd be the kind of guy was... who would have a huge chip on his shoulder. Um, no, yeah. he's actually like... So, um, uh, last year, not this year, but last year, I was, uh, I was asked to moderate a panel with, uh, my friend and occasional comedic co-conspirator, Tyler, uh, where we interviewed Uva Bull. And it was meant to be something, like, much, much funnier than it was, but it turned into this really cool analysis of how to get a film made as an independent producer. Oh, wow. And how hard it is to get a film made. And then two days later, he did his rant on Kickstarter about how he couldn't get funding for Rampage 3. <laughs> That's wonderful. It was, he was just the sweetest man, and he sounds almost exactly like a German Charles Xavier. Wow. Oh, I'm yeah. down with that. Yeah. Just there... even the way he talks, the, the no hair on his head. <laughs> there, was, there was one day where I saw a video that he posted, and he was wearing a Burzum shirt, and like... All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like not surprised. I'm actually just more impressed now. <laughs> yeah. He's a chill dude. Mm-hmm. Unless you piss him off. Oh and yeah. He'll punch you right in the he'll, face. He'll use his boxing skills. He and he has them. Oh yeah. He is a really good boxer. Yeah. No, I've seen him take out what was it? Five nerds. Yeah. And in then like low tax. Twenty minutes. <laughs> five nerds, then low tax, who made a mockery of the boxing match. Yeah. Which was... was my favorite. That was at the uh, Pacific National, like the, basically the P and E, wasn't it? Yeah, it was for like Rampage or something. Not Rampage, uh, Postal. Yeah, Postal. Because he he legitimately called out like all of his critics and were just like, "Yeah, I'll fucking fight you." Yeah. Like, well, what he said, what he said, and I love that he did this because this is just so like this is so Uva Bull. Yeah. He he was like, "Okay, you five people who have made bad reviews of my content." I will train you to box. <laughs> I will fly you to Vancouver, Canada, and we will have a boxing match for charity. <laughs> you can't and say no to charity. To no one's surprise, 
the man who was like a boxing champion in Germany decimated the nerds. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> it, it was kind of. I remember watching the videos. And yeah, I was like, holy shit. Yeah, like he's like, a good boxer. You, you, I mean, he doesn't really have competition, but he's a mm, good boxer. Doesn't need competition. No, he just he is. He will break you. Yep. Do you think? Do you, you think that, like if Kevin Smith saw that footage, he would just raise a glass to him, just like, just the end of like Jay and Silent Bob, where it's like, what are you gonna do? Fly to everybody's house and kick their ass? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like maybe Bull was watching that, and he was like, you know what, I will. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a good idea. I will break everyone. I kind of want them to go on like a, like a tag team critic rampage now oh my god like kind of like the end of that one rick and morty episode where they just get like both super jacked yep and they just go to everyone everyone. break down the nostalgia critic store (laughs) hey x gonna give it to you i think i'd fight the nostalgia critic yeah i'd fight him he's He's easy, easily takeable, and, I'd say. And, uh, and, uh, and nothing against him. I think his content is great, whether or not I agree with it um, all the time. Like, I think he does produce, as far as YouTube goes, pretty pretty palatable, decent content. Um, but his voice just makes me want to fucking rip my dick off and throw it in the river. <laughs> that seems very extreme. Yeah, well, you're not wrong. <laughs> no, that's fair. I mean, at, at a panel, I managed to, like, snipe a joke from him, so that was really? kind of good. Yeah. How'd you do it? One of the ARs. Um, mm. It was back when AR was first starting. Yeah. And uh, they didn't really know how to do a panel room. Yeah. So I was doing one of the Pokemon panels, and um, they sectioned off two panels. They turned one room into yeah. two panel rooms and just divided it with a curtain. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, he was making some sort of joke, and, like, I made a joke, but louder. <laughs> and, oh, shit. And his audience just, like, they freaked out, and they started, like, laughing and clapping and stuff. It was kind of great. That's fantastic. And he was like, ah, well, no, I've got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. I heard it here, folks. I'm officially funnier than the nostalgic. <laughs> I've always known that, Tony. i didn't that's not that's not a hard goal to reach baby steps i also know nothing about the nostalgia critic it's just the first name that popped into my head (laughs) (laughs) well he's also kind of frequently in i don't i don't know who he is i don't know what he does i don't know where he is so long as he loves me backstreet's back (laughs) oh wow backstreet is back oh shit (laughs) All right, let's let's, All right. let's get into there some we podcast go. action. Yeah. <laughs> All right. uh, so my Enough first question drops. for you, my friend. Um, yes, please. Uh, it's pretty. It's basic stuff. It's intro stuff. It's toy related <laughs> stuff. Um, are you yeah. are you uh, a Lego fan? Are you an adult builder? I'm not. I'm not. I uh, I I used to I used to collect Marvel Legends figures um, years ago. I'm still I'm still a Gundam builder. Nice. Like in my in my off time when I'm bored or when i have nothing to do or it's the slow season i'll occasionally pick up like a master grade or a a real grade now oh those are nice yeah i've built one no i didn't even build no i did build a perfect grade i have a perfect grade uh zaku char zaku sitting Holy on my shit. Nice. yeah yeah 
Oh yeah, I, t- I walked the walk, yo. <laughs> one to one no to sixty scales 160. of amazingness. One sixty Charzaku sitting on my shelf. Um, it's uh, beyond that. Yeah, I don't. I, I I collect the figures that I am. Yeah, but that's most borderline of the... narcissist. Not even borderline. That's pretty fucking narcissistic. <laughs> Hello, I'm an actor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But the problem I'm finding is a lot of the figures, uh, a lot of the minifigs of the characters that I've voiced, the main character that I voiced in uh, Legends of Chima never got a figure release because he isn't, like, he's not a minifig. Like, he's a little bluebird. Oh, yeah. Plovar. Okay. But a bunch of the other ones only come with, like, the expensive sets. (laughs) And I am not willing to shell out, like... $80 $80 so I can get a minifigure of Scudder. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the line's cancelled now, so I guess you don't need to. Eh? Nope! <laughs> right on eBay! <laughs> well, God, I remember one day we, uh, this was after we got renewed for season two. Uh, we ju- we just all come back, and the producer comes in, and he's all like, hey guys, congrats, you know, I got you things. And I was like, oh, cool, you, you brought us stuff, that's so awesome, because I love it when directors do that, mm. or producers do that. And, you know, he gave everybody, like, keychains of their figures, except me, because there's no keychain of my figure. <laughs> and I'm just kind of standing there like, all right, guys, cool. I'm going to go over here and shoot myself. <laughs> you get a high five. <laughs> hey, you get to go to the food table first, buddy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> know what? In the long run, I'd probably want a keychain more than food anyway. You know what? Me too. Right? Uh, You're anyway, just poop out that food anyway. To to answer your question, <laughs> I am not an adult builder. Um, uh, that being said, I mean, every time I I used to go to conventions for amusement. I don't anymore. But uh, don't blame you. And no, do not blame me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I went to. Um, you know, I go to, like, San Diego Comic-Con. I went last year, uh, and they had, like, big Chima statues still. And I'm like, why do you have these? But <laughs> these I found... These are Nexo Yeah, why are, why are you guys here? <laughs> but I found uh, a big statue of Cragger, like the crocodile uh, prince from the series. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to take a picture with this guy. Cause I love him. Mm-hmm. My character is in love with this character. <laughs> so I'm going to take a picture of this Uh-oh. and take a click. By the way, spoiler alert for people who haven't watched all three seasons of Lego's <laughs> Legends of Chima. I know I haven't. Do not. <laughs> <laughs> Last two seasons, great. Oh, okay. I'm in them more. <laughs> it's also where the show started to like hit its stride. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because like, you know, I, I would talk to some of the other voice, voice guys about this when the show actually premiered. Because it didn't premiere until, you know, like a year after we started recording it. Mm-hmm. Um. The first season is really uneven for voice performances. And that's common. That's right. really common because we're also kind of getting our bearings with these characters. We don't really, you know, necessarily know what they're going to end up sounding like towards the end because they're new voices to us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, I know for for me... Um... Oh, we got a door unlocking. We got a door. Hi, sweetie. Hi. Hey. Hello. Yeah. Oh, sorry. That's okay. No problem. That's all good. We'll we'll cut this part out. Hi, Logan. Hello. She can't hear me. He says hello. <laughs> I like your Lego thing building. 
she watched your live cast. That's awesome. I'm doing it again tomorrow because I'm an alcoholic. He's doing it again tomorrow. Because <laughs> he's an alcoholic. Number one. Number one. Number one. <laughs> I'm oh, going to... I'm going to make you shotgun so many things. <laughs> I'm going to instigate an alcoholic riot tomorrow. Would you please? <laughs> I just want to, if I don't hear on in the Metro on Monday, man goes on shooting spree because of Legos. Victoria, <laughs> Victoria Man. Victoria Man kills 20. <laughs> Shoots them with Lego bricks. <laughs> Gets a slingshot. Bing! Next we're going to build next one uh, Fuck, I dropped the bag. Oh, it's everywhere. <laughs> you sound like you sound like that guy who does red letter media. Yeah, I over the weekend I I somehow ended up becoming an even darker Mr. Plinkett <laughs> for something. <laughs> How? I don't know, but I made a lot of rim job jokes. <laughs> nice. How is that different? I was gonna say that doesn't sound too no, but like they became cannibalistic. Oh, uh, still, still though, yeah, even calamari. I... <laughs> We're talking about circumcision, huh? I guess. I... <laughs> Fuck! What do you want from me? I'm a voice actor. <laughs> I'm just gonna say stuff. That's... <laughs> I will do what um... I was trained to do. I will say. I stuff. will do. Ah. Uh... <laughs> scream non-stop screaming <laughs> coincidentally my last booking <laughs> not even kidding <laughs> and i can actually talk about it too oh that's even better. yeah i actually can because it got announced already so it's it's cool, cool. we're gonna try to squeeze as much nda as possible yeah i can act i can actually talk about that one though like oh. i can't talk super details okay but i can talk that i was cast in it and what the project is okay cool yeah. Um, You're killing me. Before... Do you want to do a big reveal? It's Dead Rising 4. Oh! oh fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's. Yeah, done. All right, yeah. well. I was in Dead Rising Watchtower. Also in Dead Rising 4. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, so your last Zombie gig... noises. Yeah, that's awesome. Your last gig was screaming, so you just did zombie sounds? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was just straight up. Like, the, the casting call was, was super fun. Um, they were calling for, like, emo. Uh, or screamo bands, um, punk musicians, really just like anybody, because the session could only be two hours because it was just nonstop screaming and crying and attack noises. Oh. And uh, the casting director, who I'd worked with previously, he, he directed me uh, during the Wallace sessions for um, Dead Rising, Watchtower, was like, oh yeah, Jesse can do those. Let's just bring him in. <laughs> Nice. So I ended up, you know, I auditioned for it, of course, and I was fortunate enough to get cast on it. And, you know, two hours of screaming later. Yeah. <laughs> As you do when you're a zombie. Oh, yeah. No, I left I left that session dripping with sweat. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was just, like, bleh, drenched. Damn. Also, indirectly before me, which was super cool, um, the guy who was Lurch on the Adams Family show that was shot here. Holy shit. He is gigantic. He's a huge, like, boomy-voiced man, and, like, of course he got cast on it, because oh, holy yeah. shit, that man's voice. Whoa. Yeah. Um, That's pretty intense. Yeah, shit, yeah, yeah. Do I keep talking about Lego stuff? I forgot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, jump back, on, jump back on Lego stuff. Okay. So you did uh, Chima... I did Chima. And were there other Lego 
again, we could just bust up your IMDb, but yeah. you are our IMDb. Yes. So. I am my own IMDb. Um, are you a Bionicle? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. No, they canceled that too, Tony. I know, but they had the Netflix series. He could have been a Bionicle on a Netflix. Well, my name is Blade, and I am Wolf. <laughs> a Super Saiyan Wolf. <laughs> He's doing the thing. <laughs> He gets paid to do it. <laughs> then I met Toa something or other in Matanui. And he made my sword, the Tetsume. <laughs> That's all I remember from that. <laughs> Except at one point there's an Eggman Empire. <laughs> and sooner or later, he kills Hitler. It just gets you to like... <laughs> I I would do a straight just like podcast reading for like an hour and a half of Christian Humber Reloaded. <laughs> it is genius. <laughs> like I know other people have done it before me, mm-hmm. but it is so good. It'd be like the the Harmon Adventure Hour, but yeah, far more on the spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> I used my speed to get behind him, <laughs> and I did. <laughs> I'm sorry, Lego. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I have, a, uh, yeah, I have so... a follow-up question that involves Lego. Yeah, please. Um, so there, okay, please. there are some characters that um, that you did get a minifig of that you you voiced those characters. Yes. Um, so, how does it feel to be like tied to a specific character and a minifigure, knowing that like a child plays with this figure and in his head he might like hear your voice and like experience that character and that iteration of the character you've created. Like how does it feel to be a toy? It's it's super cool. It's really, really, really cool. Um it happened about like midway through the second season, once the show started getting rolling. And we started, you know, having an audience for it. Where uh, I'm, I'm pretty active on Instagram. That's like my big social media outlet now, at uh, Jay and Ocalia. But um, uh, I started like just posting stuff of, you know, pictures of all of us in the booth, or you know, here's a picture of the front page of the Chima script. <laughs> and... Here's me in front of the screen gaps for season four. That ah. why is it canceled now? Oh, <laughs> whoops. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I ended up with, you know, maybe 15 to 20 followers who were all like Chima role players who were all between the ages of like 10 and 13, which was really cool. Cause like some of them were like role playing my characters or, you know, they'd be role playing, um, you know, other characters on the show, but you know, they saw that I was interacting with the fans or that, uh, Bethany who played Eris was interacting with the fans as well. And they just start talking to us. So, you know, I would, every so often at the time, like if I'd find fan art of characters, I would put it on my Instagram and, you know, say thank you to whoever posted it. Or just, you know, like really, you know, let the fans know that we absolutely appreciate them watching the show. Like, we we do it for them, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, it's super, it's super, super cool, especially when the fans are younger, when they're like, you know, when they're the age when we all started, you know, building Lego or playing yeah. with toys or whatever, to be able to interact with them and, you know, encourage them and encourage their, you know, imagination with the characters or, you know, like, 
it it was the, the trickiest thing with that was they'd always have questions and frequently like we either couldn't answer questions or um you know they would be maybe questions that didn't super have bearing on on the show but i always felt bad because like we couldn't address those things Mm -hmm. ever really and it's not out of a it was never out of you know um a distaste or a or a uh, an ignorance of the fan base but just because we literally couldn't like we'd be in session the next day talking about a question (laughs) that one of the (laughs) that somebody had just poked us on on instagram or facebook or whatever with just Oh man, Midnight <coughs> Cragger asked yeah. me this really hard hitting question. Oh my god, yeah. Uh, but circumference? Yeah. I don't. <laughs> what? That being said, the, there is one really cool story that ties in with that really nicely. Um, Bethany, Bethany Brown, who played Eris, wonderful actress, just lovely human being. She came into the studio. Um, no, no, I'm sorry, not even the studio. We had a sit-down before we started season two with myself, uh, Bethany, Jeff Todd, um, Scott Chance, all the actors from Chima sat down at Bethany's place because she wanted to, you know, read through the scripts they'd sent us and, like, get to know each other a little better. And at the sit-down, she had this idea in mind that, you know, she, she knew this kid, I don't know how, but who was in hospital for uh, cancer, uh, you know, cancer patient in hospital, who loved Lego. And she had this idea in mind where she would, you know, get all of us to sign a big poster and bring it into the kid and, you know, just, you know, do a super nice thing for a kid. And I just thought, holy shit, that's, that is exactly what I want to be doing with kid shows is that. Yeah. You know, especially with a show like Lego that, is you know it's very imagination based it's aimed at kids who are you know just developing as you know engineers or builders or you know just just building stories in and of themselves and they love the series they love the characters let's do something to give back mm-hmm. and mm-hmm, totally that's that must be really gratifying it really really was like that moment i would say cuz i didn't i didn't go uh to deliver the the poster it was i think it was just bethany and um might have been jeff but i know bethany was went at least and you know they just said the kid was the kid was ecstatic and that that's the kind of stuff you love to hear you know because they're who we do the shows for yeah well that's rad yeah not for those 30 something collectors (laughs) (laughs) no fuck you guys 30 30 something year olds just like I don't really care about the ice seasons, but I just need it for parts to make sure that the kids can't get it. Yeah, no, the season before the ice season's better anyway. <laughs> I'm the lead villain in that one. <laughs> so it's better. Actually, yeah, I remember um, Cut to Lake, because that was back around the time I was working at the Lego store. Yeah. And, um, yeah, the, the scorpions and spiders and bats. Yeah. Those, those were really... Oh, those were my favorites, man. Really fucking cool minifigures. Yeah. Like, the scorpions, the fa- like the helmet faces were almost exactly like a Predator's. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I <laughs> dig this so much. Oh, yeah. I was... Because um, I initially... And this might verge on a question at some point, so we'll just dive into it. Uh, I was initially cast as Plovar who did he's the character without a minifig who i have always very gently 
hinted at being the first openly gay character in Lego. Because <laughs> he, he absolutely, like, there was, there was no bones about it. Well, except for the ones he was into. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Dicks! <laughs> but... Uh... <laughs> Dick joke number 33, Lamb. There it is. Uh, but, yeah, like, the, the character was written almost... And I, I say this with love to the writers, because I, I get it, and I get what they're trying to do, but it was written rather insensitively to the to the gay community. Oh. Like, just, just in terms of, like, you know... When I was cast on it, the voice I brought to it was, um, I, I like to call it, like, like my version of Zazu. Okay, yeah. So, you know, just a little British, which is, you know... <laughs> but, um, you know, when, when I got cast on it, I thought, okay, I have a responsibility here. Mm-hmm. Because this character who is... <clears throat> he's, you know, portrayed as incredibly fashionable. He has a little blue pompadour. You know, he runs the spa in Chima. He's gossipy. He, you know, fawns over one of the other male characters. What about negative stereotypes? Yeah, right? Right? <laughs> I can see that definitely being portrayed in a very, like... That was the like, thing. almost a, a making fun of That's of the way, thing. So. And once I got cast on that, I, I realized, like, in my head, I'm like, okay, I have a responsibility yeah. to breathe as much humanity into this character as I can. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I don't want to, you know, negatively stereotype this character. Mm -hmm. And no matter how this character is written, I need to make them human. Yeah. Even if they're a little bluebird. (laughs) So, you know, we we had this one really gorgeous scene. It turned really gorgeous. Where, um, I think it's towards the end of the first season, uh... Cragger, who's the lead antagonist in the show, who my character is unabashedly in love with. Mm. Uh, it just, it happened. Dave and I, Dave was the, David Tarr <laughs> was Cragger, and we were like, yeah, you, we spoke, and we were like, we realize this is a thing. <laughs> it started behind the scenes, and it then it just fully just such shot a itself man. onto the chest of the, the main <laughs> storyline. So such a gorgeous man. <laughs> love you, David. But, um... Yeah, there was a scene where um, <clears throat> Cragger lashes out and cuts off Plovar's tail feathers with a spear. Mm-hmm. And that scene, like when David and I played it out, we just played it as real as we possibly could. Like this scene where, you know, this character who loves this other character very, very, very intensely gets betrayed by that character. And, like... I remember David coming up to me afterwards, and he was like, dude, that was, like, we did beautiful work there. I was like, yeah, we fucking did. That was great. Because it was really, like, real, right? And I just, I I don't ever want to be, like, a minstrel performer in that way. Yeah. You know? And when you're playing with something, especially that's being marketed to such a young audience, you want to impart those values of, you know, being accepting and being tolerant and, you know, just being cool with people no matter who they are. Mm-hmm. And that's really, like, what I wanted to do with, with Plovar. And, of course, he never got a minifigure. No. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, man. Yeah, fuck yourself, Denmark. Ah, Denmark. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so after that, um, 
it it was it was strange for me because coming off of my previous series, You Who and Friends, I was a utility guy on that show. So, you know, there were three male cast members, three female cast members. The other two male cast members on Yoohoo were double cast. So every episode they had at least two characters. Mm-hmm. I was the only male character or male actor on that show who wasn't double cast. I had a single character. So any time there was another character, just to save money on production, they'd give it to me. <laughs> so I ended up, like, if you look at my IMDb, I ended up with, like, 30 credits off of Yoohoo and yeah. Friends that are all different voices. <laughs> So, <laughs> coming off of that into Lego as Plobar, where I had one voice, yeah. I'm just like, but what about Jesse? What does Jesse do now? I could, I could do, I could do so much more. I just sit down. I, okay, I sit down. I could be a gay scorpion if you want. <laughs> See, it's funny you say that. Because... <laughs> and then I turned him gay. Moving right. into season two, uh, I ended up playing Scorm, the the Scorpion King, in season two. And that was just really an opportunity for me to just play and come up with this fucking insane character. Uh, and then they also cast me as Scudder, one of his little, like, I think he was a spider. He was a little spider henchman who yeah. was basically me doing Joe Pesci. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they cast Joe Pesci for a spider. <laughs> oh, and then in the very final season, um, I got cast on one more role which was when I knew the series was canceled <laughs> because it was the first time in the room where the director has been like, I don't know, Jesse, you do it. And I was like, okay, we're not doing a casting. Oh, oh, oh no. Oh, oh, <laughs> well, so I'm also a tiger that sounds like Nicolas Cage <laughs> oh, wow. because they were just like, Jesse, just do whatever you want with this character. And I was like, up. Oh, can I make him Nicolas Cage? And they're like, we don't, whatever. <laughs> of course you're going to make a Nicolas Cage. Of course I did. That's, oh, that's oh, and I was, uh, I was also another villain in that season that I completely forgot about until now. Um, who, because I, I try to do this thing where when I, whenever I have the opportunity, I do like two celebrity impressions. Okay. Okay. One of which is Nicolas Cage. Yeah. The other of which is Jason Statham. <laughs> Jesse, don't break my heart. <laughs> Jesse, don't, so, don't tug on those strings. So I, I got this character came up, and the the specs were like, you know, think Clint Eastwood, oh. think you know, he's like he's like the silent assassin of the group, and I was like, can I can I be Statham? <laughs> <laughs> so I auditioned with um my like my Jason Statham take, mm-hmm. and I auditioned with Statham without the accent. Oh. And Statham, without the accent, booked it. (laughs) (laughs) So it's literally just me being like, Sir, there's enemies at the Northern Wall. And like, (laughs) you know, with with the accent, Sir, there's enemies at the Northern Wall. Like, it's it's just, it's the exact same guy. (laughs) I would have gone for the accent one. Right? Again, that's just what... Tingles my chuck, if you know what I no. mean. <laughs> <laughs> Voice name of Jason. Jason, Jason, Jason Statham. Statham. Any, just say the word Jason Statham, and my spine gets a shiver. Jason Statham. Uh, there it is. Mm. There it is. Well, you, to... You're going anyway, to have record, to so... uh, record Tony's voicemail after this, like... <laughs> with the oh, Statham voice. It's Tony Aubrey. <laughs> What's your name? <laughs> uh... <laughs> Oh, but yeah, so that oh, I'll be in the um, bathroom. I'll be right back. <laughs> oh. Just you and me, Logan. But uh, those were the characters I ended up voicing on on Chima, 
and you know towards the end was when we all really just got to have more freedom with the characters and got to have a little bit more fun with them because you know it was very i remember one very specific note that came through which is still to this day one of my favorite notes i've ever gotten in a session um i had one particular line as plovar uh and the line was don't thank me thank my mighty mouth muscles oh <laughs> and in my head <laughs> i shit you not that was the line <laughs> I'm sorry. from the lego program for children so in my head, I'm like, okay, let's make this funny because this is clearly a joke that's going to go to the adults too. Mm-hmm. So my first take on it was something like, don't thank me. Thank my mighty mouth muscles. And uh, of course, like I see the entire <laughs> team on the other side of the glass just like lose their shit laughing. <laughs> and then the director just pops on and he goes, Jesse, that was really great. The show's for kids. So <laughs> if you could do that, but worse. And I was like, Yes, sir. So I toned it down significantly. <laughs> so a I like less Frankenfurter. Yeah, please. right, right. So I love, I love that note of act, but not as good as that. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm sure I've steamrolled a question, so I apologize. <laughs> no, that's all gold. That's wonderful. Like steamrolling, apparently. Hi o. Um. <laughs> Hi o silver. Well, that's fun. That's yeah. good times. I shit. Uh, Check out Bricklink. You'll probably find many figures of all of Jesse's characters. It's true. Except for Plovar. Except for Plovar. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, man. <laughs> hey, you're a little, little bluebird. That's a, a sweet little character, too. Such a sweet little totally character. Totally is. I, like... Yeah, shit. I want to get a Kragar and a Plovar yeah. just to, like, give each other to weird... make kiss. <laughs> just to make them, like, angry kiss. <laughs> one of my favorite... One of my favorite things I ever did for the show... There were two things... Because I was also, as Plovar, the voice of all of the uh, Legends of Chima rides at Legoland. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was, like, literally 15 minutes, almost exclusively me, with occasionally, like, people popping up here and there. But in that take, there's, like... It felt like forever when I was doing it in the booth. But it worked out to maybe, like, three minutes of nonstop screaming. (laughs) (laughs) Just as he's, like, falling down a waterfall... And, like, of course they were going to cut me in and out and do other stuff because it's funny. Like, ah, 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 right, whatever. But it felt like a goddamn hour. (laughs) But with that, um, because they were trying to get more awareness for for Chima, they produced a series of web shorts, which you can still find on YouTube. They're they're actually all quite funny. They Mm -hmm. They were written by a different team than wrote the show. Okay. So the the tone is very different. How so? <laughs> it's like, well, like, I, I don't know that, because, like, the show is very clearly marketed towards kids. Yeah. And the the, the web series was so, it, it just, the tone is different, the characters are written a little bit differently, but I had, there was one whole Plovar episode mm-hmm. called Plovar the Destroyer. <laughs> okay. Which is one of I still to this day show this to like classes that I teach. There's mighty being mouth like, muscles. Mighty mouth muscles. It's funny you say that <laughs> because the the final line in that entire thing will kill you, and I will say it. Oh no. Um. So in that one, Plovar gets spritzed with this gas that turns him hyper aggressive. 
So this becomes a power bottom. Not just like he is so angry all of the time. So he just blasts through all of Chima, destroying everything. Like people will ask him very politely because he's like a little grooming bird. Yeah. Like uh, one of the characters is like, "Oh, Plovar, uh, will you do my hair?" And Plovar's like, "I will." <laughs> And then, like, it cuts away, and there's dramatic, scary music. <laughs> and then, like, you see the, like, the ship or whatever that Plovar has been, that was near the character Plovar's helping, just fall apart. Because he's terrifying when he's mad, apparently. <laughs> but at the very end of that short, and it's like a two-minute short, which is a non-stop, I did it in one take, it is Whoa. a non-stop freak-out on my part. <laughs> just non-stop, like, <laughs> for like two or three minutes because they wanted alt takes of course I did it in one (laughs) at the very end Plovar who I am desperately trying not to make into a stereotype character Mm -hmm. is laying on the jungle floor in Shima and he wakes up and he says where am I and why is my beak sore Are all of the people who he's fucked over? <laughs> oh, shit. And then he just looks at them and goes, what? <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my god, this is... I have my work cut out for me. <laughs> That's so amazingly deranged. Isn't it, though? Like, the punchline like, is so, like, it's so bad. It's just like... The punchline is so fucking like just out of step with the rest of the show <laughs> but it's like like very adult in nature it's like trying to teach right? the kids yeah. a lesson about like getting roofied like that's fucked <laughs> yeah it kind of is yeah. because he gets drugged and then has this fucking drug freak out where he destroys like billions of dollars worth of chima equipment pcp's a hell of a drug oh guy. yeah that's... <laughs> yeah it's like, it's the crossover episode with Breaking Bad where the next one, Plovar, shows up with, like, no pants. <laughs> and a little mustache. Plovar loves taking baths. He'd love to take bath salts. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking ate Kragar. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Well, it's a good thing Lego didn't hire me for Nexo Nights because I'd be fired. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Can I just say? Okay, so I have completely hijacked this episode. I'm a, that's, no, that's, I think that's what we brought you yeah. on. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the very first time I got the uh, the casting call for Chima, yeah, I had no idea it was a Lego show. Okay. Like even when the Nexo Knights uh, uh, breakdowns came out, no idea. And I did the exact same thing with Nexo that I did with Chima, mm-hmm. where. I was completely unaware, and I misread everything. Because, <laughs> oh, like, when I first read the breakdowns to um, to Legends of Chima, my thought was, okay, so these are anthropomorphic animal characters at war with each other. Yeah. Uh, the tone seems rather dark, just from the lines as scripted. They are not dark at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fucking Lego. <laughs> it is Lego. But when I went into audition for the characters... <laughs> I didn't know it was Lego. <laughs> so I'm just like reading these and I have the darkest fucking takes on these characters. 
You went in Sonic Sat AM, but it was actually just regular Sonic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I went in like fucking Shadow the Hedgehog. <laughs> Is that the just one that has guns blazing? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Cast me! But, um, yeah, no, I went in super, super, super dark. And, like, when I heard everybody else who got cast on it, I immediately was just like, oh, I get it now. You're an idiot. <laughs> nice work, dummy. So, um, I, I actually was not the first voice of Plobar. No. Yeah, uh, Jeff Todd incredibly talented actor, very dear friend, was the original voice of Plobar. And I don't know why uh, they ended up recasting, but I just remember, like, the the difference in the voice, because I got to hear Jeff's take as well, mm-hmm. was just so different. It was so, like, vastly different. And I felt I felt bad for, for Jeff, because we, we spoke about it afterwards. And, you know, it, this was his first big series. Yeah. And he uh, he has since gone on to do fantastic things. Super like he's such a such a cool guy and such a great actor. He um, he spoke to his agent and was just like, "Do they still like me?" Oh no! I know. And of course, like his agent was like, "Yes, they still like you. Like this shit happens all the time." Yeah. But uh, to, to tear the curtain away from animation for half a second, technically. So long as an episode with your character has not aired on TV, they can still recast you. Oh. And even once you get, uh, like, once an episode with you airs, then they need to find a voice match. Oh, so, like, nothing's safe or sacred. Nothing is safe or sacred. At any point, any one of us could have been cut or replaced or changed. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why, I spe- like, we were super tight with NDAs, and we were, like, super, yeah. super fucking careful. Don't want to fuck up that. No, that's sweet, sweet Denmark money. <laughs> <laughs> you need to mix the birds more, okay? But I think the, I think the likelihood <laughs> boy. of, um, the likelihood of, like, losing out on the job would be based on, on breaking your, your contract, like, your, your silence, because you have to be silent about the series, but um, wouldn't the likelihood of, of losing the voice acting job only come from just being a generally shitty person? <laughs> like, like, oh my god! Like holding um, the job would that not be an easy thing to do once you voice that character and you're just you show up, you do your lines, and you're good at what you do? Or you know, it's 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 strange because sometimes yes, sometimes no. Um, <clears throat> there are voice actors in the industry. There aren't many of them that are assholes like just straight awful people get the mm-hmm. bad boy Lindsay lohan <laughs> <laughs> just like Lindsay lohan voicing cragger i don't know <laughs> that would have been incredible i would have i would have loved that but um because like the the thing that the thing that i was told and that i've really tried my best to embrace uh voice actors in general the really successful ones are some of the coolest, humblest people you'll meet. Mm-hmm. Because they've been in the business forever. You know, they know that ultimately, like, we're all very replaceable. If you can find a voice match for any one of us that'll do it cheaper. I remember years ago, um, when TBS, uh, when Futurama moved to TBS, mm-hmm. I got a casting call for Futurama. And I was oh, just wow. like, but those guys have voices already. Why? Why does Jesse to audition for Kiss? Oh shit! Uh, oh, oh no! Oh wow! Exactly. 
Yeah. Wow, that's so like. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I found out later that was a ploy. That was TBS saying, hey, we got these guys, and they'll do it for this much less than you guys. Oh, that's that's so so horrible. Oh, my God. Right? Like, it was to the point where, um, you know, a number of agents in town pulled their talent from that. Yeah, that's understandable. Because just, like, they, you know, they didn't... That's that so horrendous. And with a show like cool. Futurama yeah. that's that's has such a following, like, that's just such a dastardly move because those voices are synonymous with those characters. I mean, I guess voice acting, that is what you do and you become that character. But, like, to think that something is, like, big budget and well-known as Futurama, that even those voice actors... Are f- aren't aren't free from the the industry trying to fuck with them is really sad. Yeah, um, no, it's it's awful. Like I remember, um, I that was a number of years ago in the infancy of my career, and I got the chance to sit down with Maurice Lamarche. We've since become you know so- somewhat of friends. We know who each other are, which yeah. is super cool. But uh, I met him at Emerald City Comic Con, and you know I shook his hand and I was like, Mr. Lamarche, I'm sorry. I, you know, I auditioned for Kiff because I really wanted to be Kiff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I wasn't aware of what was going on at the time. And he was super cool about it. He was just like, dude, I would have done the exact same thing. That's how I got to become that's a how, second Kiff. That's how I got to be <laughs> Kiff. <laughs> but first Kiff is dead. First Kiff is dead. <laughs> first Kiff was Paul Walker. <laughs> what? Oh. What? Oh. It is not... Too soon. <laughs> it's not, which is why it's great. <laughs> <laughs> How it's great just, would that have been? Paul like, Walker is Kiff. Hey, Zap, we got a race. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about it. I like I like can't picture Paul Walker's voice in my head. I can't do it. No, I know, right? Yeah. That could have been a great Paul Walker. I don't actually know. I just yeah. know him from making cars kiss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In Fast and the Furious! In the Fast and the Furious! Paul Walker Knight says... (laughs) It's in the movies! They make their cars kiss! Yeah, that explains Disney's cars so much better now. Right. (laughs) But yeah, like, it... No one... No one's job is safe. Hmm. And, you know, it even boils down to, uh... You know, if you look at guys like... Like, big, big players like in Disney or in... Uh, you know, especially, like, serial commercials are a good example. Like, there are different people cast for different things. Yeah. So, like, Tony Anselmo, for example, is the voice of Donald Duck in a lot of Disney media, like the big Disney stuff. However, there are other people who voice Donald as well. Yeah. And that'll be for smaller projects or for, like, web shorts or whatever. But it's not all Tony, just because, like, they can't, like physically tony can't do it all that's very true i can't <laughs> tony tries but tony, tony can't tries, deliver but tony cannot deliver <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like uh, actually a, a funny story around that funny but also sad oh those are my favorite yeah. <laughs> that's what our podcast like is you all guys, about funny but sad yeah you guys are of an age with me and you know we're in our 30s yeah um do you guys remember the early days of the internet there was like oh, this. Do I ever. Oh, don't we ever? Oh. But like passed around via Napster or whatever was that one like it 
like a sound clip of Donald Duck getting a blowjob. Yeah. Do you remember that? Oh, I, I remember do that. remember yeah. that. That's weird that I would remember that. Right? We're trying to download Linkin Park songs and, and getting that is. and being like, Devin remembers that too. Yeah. Devin remembers the Donald Duck blow EJ. So, so here's the thing about the Donald Duck blowjob. That was the guy previous to Tony. <laughs> that was a legitimate Donald Duck blowjob. That job. was actually Donald Duck. Whoa. And he got fucking shit canned. <laughs> Wow. Like, news got back about that to Disney, and Disney was like, nope, you're out. Yeah, they send hit squads. Yeah, he was he was straight out. He was il- he was eliminated. Man, how, yeah. how could he think that was a positive career move? Like, yeah, it's funny to do around your friends while you're drunk, but, like, yeah. to, like, put it on the internet. Well, maybe maybe he didn't put it up. Maybe it got found. And, yeah. Know. I mean, my, my only suspicion is to, because I don't know him. I don't know the story behind it. Um, my only suspicion as to why it could have been like, put out was maybe it was an outtake that he'd recorded in the studio. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, like the Thundercats outtakes yes. or whatever. <laughs> but still, like, you, you gotta be careful, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I got a friend right now, uh, Kellen Goff, who is fucking exploding. Like, he's so cool. Nice. He's 21, and he's just blowing up in the gaming scene. He, oh, now I'm, now I'm jealous. Yeah, and like, envious. Yeah, like, well, <laughs> let me bear with you, because, like, I was watching uh, a playthrough of Five Nights at Freddy's Sister Location. Okay. And at the very end, I saw Funtime Freddy, Kellen Goff, and I was like, what? I fucking got on Twitter and I was like, Kellen, you're you're Freddy? <laughs> you're Funtime Freddy? Whoa. <coughs> yeah. So he immediately, he has exploded. I'm oh, just yeah. super cool guy. Um, he had a lot of fans poking him on Twitter saying like, oh, will you, will you record stuff for me in Funtime Freddy's voice? And, you know, of course, like, he, he wants to, but, like... He, he's got to be careful, yeah. Yeah. Well, he he's contacted Scott, Scott Cawthon, who made the Five Nights games, mm-hmm. and Scott just said, well, no. Yeah. Nobody can do it, and it's not out of a... Dis- it's not out of, again, uh, to, to tie this back to my earlier story about, you know, doing stuff for fans, this is not out of a disloyalty to the fans, it's not out of a desire to piss off fans, it's literally just like, you, you can't. Mm-hmm. Keep your job yeah. safe. And so you have to maintain the integrity so of keep... these characters, right? Yeah, so you can keep doing the job. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, like, it's it's always just shocking to me to see how deep certain characters can resonate. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, to... To hijack even further. Uh, Keep it going. Done. Paul Walker, this car <laughs> drive. I'm going to drive this fast. Right into the and fucking furious. tree. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're family. <laughs> it's not a good you, Vin Diesel. You, you are bald and beige. <laughs> I am. <laughs> and you do have a goatee. Oh my god. So, completely off topic. Like a mini Diesel. I am trying really hard to, because I'm associated with the Badass Film Festival here in Vancouver. Okay. I have yeah. uh, I have a film screening in it next year, Valley of the Rats. Yeah, congratulations is, on that. By thank the way. you very much. It's my first on camera feature where I have a starring credit. Nice. It's it's great. I'm very proud of it. But um, I'm trying to arrange as part of the Badass Film Festival, or really anyone that will give me the stage time to do it, mm-hmm. a reading of a script I found online from WeekendScripts.com written by Jason Van Dima, called Fast Nine, The Fast and the Fuhrer. Oh, Where? With the umlauts. Oh, yes. And nine is N-E-I-N. Yes. But let me let me pitch you guys on that. Um, yeah, stop drilling, you, you. stop drilling, you've hit oil. 
Well, I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm going to drill, baby, drill. Blowbar, mm, give <laughs> it to me. Um, <laughs> so, the Fast and the Furious gang mm-hmm. goes back in time <laughs> to stop Hitler in a car race, <laughs> but then also kill him. <laughs> and I want so bad to do a stage reading of this script. Not because I do a good Vin Diesel, but because I just kind of would want to put on like a tight black V-neck and be the rock. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm little, so I'd be the pebble. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. But it is such a good script. Oh my god. Yeah. Like, it's fucking great. It's the only... There was, there was a short uh, Weekend Scripts podcast, mm-hmm. and that is the only episode of it. I don't... Yeah. yeah and it's... Nothing else It's a concise 80 minutes... It's super listenable. The people they have actually do pretty fucking solid impressions of everybody. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy shit. Ava Braun and Letty, <laughs> Michelle Rodriguez's character from The Fast and the Furious, have a jujitsu fight. <laughs> where the narrator, or, you know, the, the stage directions in the script say, please let there be a nip slip. Please let there be a nip slip. Please let there be a nip slip. Yes! <laughs> That's wonderful. It's, Whose nip will slip? Doesn't matter! It's I'm the Fast kinda, and the Furious. I know, I'm kind of hoping Ava Braun. <laughs> that would be, oh God. That'd be amazing. I'm sure I had a point with this, and I've forgotten it. Um, <laughs> well, we clearly need to take out mortgages. Yeah, to clearly. To make this film happen! <laughs> Because you, could, but, you um, could call it Fast 9 and make it. Fast 9. You would just have to change everything slightly so it's not related to the actual intellectual <laughs> property. There was a Kickstarter very recently <laughs> to try and get the film made that was asking for like $20 million. Oh my god. And it got pretty close. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Until they realized there was no way they could get the rights to yeah. the Fast franchise. The film just fell apart. Which... According to the Incredible Podcast, How Did This Get Made, should probably exist in the same universe as both Crank and the G.I. Joe films. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. I think so. Just, like, have a big Sony-verse, right? <laughs> I'm just trying to think think of, like, a like a Sony-owned, like, like uh, rom-com that could also take place in the universe. <laughs> like, not that there, there needs to just be any like... crossover, but it's like, oh, just so you know, Bridget Jones' Diary 7 Bridget Jones's Diary also, is also takes in place. This. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just all this shit's going on in the background. She's like, oh, I'm pregnant again. Like, hey, you know the computer that was in You Got Mail? That's secretly Shockwave. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the IDW Hasbro universe. That's out of that now. Oh, oh, is it? Oh, well, there oh, we go. Oh, actually, yes, no, maybe so. Oh. Because G.I. Joe is part of that now, too. Oh. So, in theory, they could take over fast by making it mask. <laughs> All the cars turn into things that are other vehicles, but not robots. (laughs) Vin Diesel. But that kills the entire storyline for Tokyo Drift. Oh no. Oh no. (laughs) But then, like, Drift is also like Drift from Transformers. Yeah, yeah, that's where they put in the Transformers. Yeah. Yeah, It could work out. Yeah, and then Vin Diesel just, like, drives Drift around and makes him kiss tips. Makes them rub bumpers. Just rub bumpers. (laughs) <laughs> oh oh god voice acting 
And then, yeah, no Ty and Bridget Jones. That then Ty and Bridget Jones. <laughs> <laughs> it could quite literally be a rom Bridget Jones comedy. or Chevy. Rom space. Rom comedy. The that space was, needle is actually a Transformer. Because that's where they meet at the end of one of them. Is it You've Got Mail? I don't know. I'm not uh, a rom-com guy. Yeah, I don't know. That's fair. Um, yeah. Yeah, the computer just, like, like liquid metal morphs into <laughs> Rom the Space Knight. He's like, Tom Hanks. <laughs> You've been chosen. <laughs> I love Tom Hanks, though. He's I just, he's love America's Tom Hanks darling. as well. He seems charming. He's just, he's so, do you guys know, there's a street artist now, who's, whose stuff I've just discovered, called Hanksy. Yeah. And he just does, him. like, he does Banksy stuff, but with Tom Hanks' head. Yep. <laughs> it's kind of wonderful. It's like, it's so whimsical, I adore it. Ugh. Isn't he, like... Who? Tom Hanks? No, uh, Hanksy. Hanksy, yes. He's either California or even Seattle, isn't he? I think he's California. Yeah. Because he just recently did, he, there was something with, I think, Earwolf, like the podcast network, yeah. where he gave a bunch of art to them to give out. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, that's nothing, awesome. Nothing big, just, you know, like little fucking art cards. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, there's Tom Hanks's head on Sasquatch or whatever. I'm, I'm always down with that. Yeah. Hank Squatch. Hank Squatch. <laughs> Coincidentally, a tie-in to the other show I did recently, which is tied up in, like, production hell, but I'm still hoping, like, hoping against hope that it actually makes something. Okay. Uh, you can see it on the Toon Zone website, because it was distributed through Toon Zone as well. Okay. The, tri- the, pre- the pilot? Pilot, at least. Uh, it's called Bigfoot Littlefoot. Okay. I already hate the title. Fair enough. There's too many feet in it. Bear, bear with me. <laughs> bear with me. So again, directed by the incredible David Feast. Okay. Cow and Chicken. Yes. It's yep. an original property developed by him. Ooh. Uh, about these two big feet, mm-hmm. one of whom is little, a little foot. Yep. Who are both trying to blend in with the human world, but they do not do a particularly good job of it. Oh. <laughs> and the character I voice in it. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I was joking with David about this because I was a big cow and chicken fan. And yep. like when I first met David, I kind of flipped out a little cause I was like, Oh my God, you're the guy. Uh, it was my take on Charlie Adler doing the red guy from cow and chicken, but with like a mid Atlantic Catherine Hepburn accent. Oh, <laughs> the villain's name is Lance potato who is like this overdramatic, like, literally mustache-twirling Bigfoot researcher <laughs> who is trying to capture the Bigfeet yep. with the sole intention, and it's stated in the episode, to win Bigfoot Magazine's prize, which is a lifetime supply of fake mustaches to twirl. <laughs> <laughs> and, like... That was such a fun show, and I'm so sad. Like it's it's trapped in it's trapped in like production limbo yeah. right now, so it probably will not see the light of day outside the pilot. Damn, I know because it's so funny. Like there there is, I, and I get to improv too. Like David is such a cool guy to work with yeah. because like he directed me on three seasons of YooHoo and Friends. Like mm-hmm. he knows what I'm capable of. He knows what I'm capable of. He's seen you do things. <laughs> I have a very particular set of skills they're all voice related they're all voice related i can pretend to talk in an american accent for about 10 seconds (laughs) 
but everyone, uh, yeah. every, everyone, <laughs> everyone's yeah. been doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Liam Neeson. That's a voice I would love to nail. Just like, doing a mean Liam Neeson. No, yeah, just like Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. Just like either, really. Okay, that's fair, yeah. <laughs> because it's up there with like Sean Bean trying to do American accents, where yeah. he just keeps slipping every so often. Like, you yeah. guys are nerds. You probably saw it too. Did oh, you guys Silent see Hill the movie, yeah. Silent Hill Revelations, <laughs> yeah. right? Oh, fuck, yeah. Like Revelations, yeah. because there's one line in there that completely gives him away, and it's like when um, uh, Heather wakes up from that dream, and Sean Bean's like, Oh, don't worry. It'll feel like home soon enough. We'll put a lick of paint on things, and then it'll feel like home. And I'm just like, you, you said a lick of paint. And you said it with the most Welsh accent you possibly could. <laughs> a lick of paint. And then he gets stabbed through the chest. Spoiler alert. Not the most horrendous part of the movie. My, nope. I think, I think my favorite worst accent in like a big-budget Hollywood film is um, yeah, yeah. Harrison, Harrison Ford pretending to be Russian in that submarine movie. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, it's so good, so bad. <laughs> Harrison Ford trying to do any accent except just Harrison Ford is the worst. Yeah, it's think... it's up there again with like uh, like Russell Crowe American, which is not terrible, but it requires a very specific flair. Like if it's like, did you guys see the Nice Guys? No. no. Oh my god! See, first off, see the fuck out of Nice Guys. Okay. Because it is, it's Shane Black, uh, Ryan Gosling, as just the worst private eye. Yeah, yeah, I saw the the, yeah. tra- the ads or trailers. Where really I'm like, oh, okay. fucking funny. It's like it's like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, but set in the seventies. Oh, okay. Yeah, and Russell Crowe plays this like big fucking bruiser yeah. who is the brains of the pair. <laughs> Surprise, but um, <laughs> it's just really, really fucking clever, really fucking funny, and Russell Crowe plays really convincing American, but, like, really low-class California American. Oh, nice. So, okay. perfect. <laughs> Fucking perfect. And I'm not saying, because I like Russell Crowe as an actor, I really do. You don't want to get hit by him. No, I do not. <laughs> you don't want him to come, come at you. He will fly here. We're gonna box! <laughs> come at you with everything he's fucking got. <laughs> he is gonna... boat and throw it at you. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to sing the confrontation to me while he is smacking me in the face with a two-by-four. <laughs> He'll find a rotary phone and just use it as a boxing glove. <laughs> My name's not Jean Valjean. Stop calling me that. I don't care! Oh, God, Russell Crowe, if you're listening. <laughs> Russell Crowe, if you're listening, I love you. You after, are incredible. After he just stomps you out, he's just like, Are you not entertained? Like... <laughs> Russell Crowe curb stomping me for an hour. (laughs) But like, but when he does the are you not entertained thing, the only person around is like an old lady walking her dog and her hearing aids off, so she doesn't even know what happened. No. Are you not entertained? Like camera pan to just someone not paying attention. Like the the bus is over there. You dropped oh, your jam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're the boy from the pictures. <laughs> What's that vaguely ethnic swat on the bottom of your shoe? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I shit. bet he has an IMTB profile. <laughs> 
Uh, I feel I feel like Russell Crowe would be a good sport about this. I hope so. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I, I hope he is. I think he's edged out a little bit. <laughs> also, if he's listening to this, you guys have done something very right. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what the fuck that would have been, but we... Yeah. Hell yes. <laughs> Maybe he's an adult builder. Maybe. Yeah, or like he's, he's just, just Russell Crowe. like a huge fan of the like crash test dummy toy that um, oh Hot Wheels made. He just has all yeah. of them. He's just like, oh, Dumpy Daryl. I've got five of those. They're all missing their hands because everybody lost the hands. <laughs> Finally, I have enough pieces to complete the junkyard. <laughs> oh, what a strange toy line to collect. I'm glad I pulled that out of the ether. Oh, yeah. my God. I So I have a friend who uh, her mother was a massive collector Mm. of just anything doll related which included action figures so they count if there's clothes on them apparently so her mom passed recently Mm. and left this massive collection so i got to like look around in the basement of her place where like all these collections still are and there are toy lines i completely forgot existed down there more of your secrets oh yeah no straight up i was gonna tell you about this because i thought you might be interested but um she Mm. had like her mom collected a full set of the Adams Family animated series figures. Oh my god, I'm gonna come. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Like, that's I know. That was genuine. Oh <laughs> like I saw those and I was just like, oh my god. I didn't I didn't I knew they existed. Oh, that's I've so never cool. seen them in pop. That's I've never crazy. seen them for realsies. Yeah, like you just see them in like blurry pictures on the internet. Yeah, there was like straight up like pink pinstripe suit Gomez shit going wow. on. Oh my god. Yeah. Wow. I don't mean to to be dark, but when do we get to pilfer the will, like or the estate rather? <laughs> yeah, throw in some good words. And I will actually say she cash. is looking for people to buy parts of the collection. Yeah, Logan. She doesn't. She doesn't want someone who's just gonna like come in and take like one or two things. Like she wants people who actually, like she. She ended up bringing a bunch of stuff to um, uh, film go sales. Oh, okay. On yeah. Grandview, on Grandview Highway in Vancouver, <laughs> they do a bunch of like commission stuff for like antique furniture because she has like a whole bunch of antique furniture, uh, a whole bunch of just like antique everything, all of these toys, and just like it's it's an incredible collection. They didn't take any of the toys, did they? No. <laughs> <laughs> Toys are still there. Whoa. Toys are there. That's very relevant to this cast, Jesse. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the ins- we need to go back on our Instagram. <laughs> we need to go back. I haven't updated it since mid Halloween. It's your kids, Tony. <laughs> they want the Adams family. Logan. <laughs> need to get you some sorry, Adams I'm just things. mopping up over here. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm trying not to watch the Skype cast right now, just to give you some privacy. Just uh, when there oh, when there's a sock oh. on the webcam, don't come a knocking, you know. <laughs> when the webcams are rocking. <laughs> I love how like that was super unexpected too. Like I knew you'd be like when I heard them like, oh, Adam's family. Like yeah, Logan's probably gonna be pretty pumped on that. Not like. <laughs> Fucking tub girl rocket excited though. <laughs> like holy shit. Excuse me, eel girl. But <laughs> we've Cause one you know, with like, the because <laughs> there's a bunch of them. There's a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wiggling around. Mm. Uh, but to answer your question, Lego treated me well. That's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, no, I, I, I'm very, very thankful for to have had the opportunity to be on Legends of Chima. You know, like it, you know, it paid my bills for almost two years. Like, that's that's rad. Outside of Legends of Chima, I also to make this go even longer. Uh, I was also the lead villain on Beatemon Fire Blast. No way. Yep. Okay. Cool. Yep. Uh, I believe the character was romanized to Roma, Roma Godai. Roma Godai. Roma Godai. <laughs> I like how his Ro- Romanized name is Roma. Roma. Well, because, yeah. like, it, originally it was Rioma. Oh, yeah, you can't say that. No. White can't people say can't that say North America. Right, white people cannot put an R and a Y together. No, it'll... No. You'll poop. No, you just... just Start shitting. End civilization. But, um... Like Rome. Yeah. So <laughs> like, I, I was like on, Ryu, I was on Legends of Chima... <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it's the Ryu Ryu thing all yeah. over again. Uh, I was on, I got cast on Beatemon my last season of Yoohoo and Friends, and I was on it through like the beginning parts of Legends of Chima. So for a good like three, almost four year span, I was existing and living purely on my voiceover money. That's awesome. Which was insane. Like I would still take gigs here and there just to, you know, booze money or whatever. Yeah, you got a drink through you know, that voice. Yes, I do. But, um, you know, out, outside of that, like, Roma Roma got some Roma got some play. I'll find fan art of him every so often. Like dirty fan art? I have not looked. Oh, wait. Oh, that, that's actually my next question. <laughs> yes. Okay. Have, you ever, have you ever seen any, like, Rule 32, or is it Rule 34, where there's porn 34. of everything? Um, have you uh, ever seen your characters getting dirty? Just like, I mean... Like, has anyone ever tweeted at you, like, hey, here's a picture of this character getting a beach from this other character you voice? Uh, okay. I have had people tweet at me, not with dirty pictures, but it was just the most, like, it, it was one of the most useful tweets I've ever received, but also just kind of, like, heartbreaking. Because it was this dude who just tweeted me out of nowhere, I don't remember his name, but just tweeted me and was like, hey... Were you the voice of Roma Godai on Beat 'em on Fire Blast? And I was like, Yes, yeah. I was. And he tweeted me back and was like, Okay, because you're not credited. <laughs> so I, 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 I messaged the guy back and I was like, Where am I not credited? And he sent me the website, so I got it fixed. <laughs> That's really but funny that, like, like, the guy had, like, such an ear and heard your voice and identified you and was just, like, very casual, like, oh, they didn't list you, bud. Yeah. <laughs> like, in a way, thank you so much, dude. But also, like, fuck you, that website? Yeah, <laughs> fuck you, that website. And also, don't put your address online, maybe don't, I guess. Don't, maybe don't do that. <laughs> well, it was Twitter. It oh, was yeah, Twitter, yeah, yeah. So, like, it's be, fine. Yeah. It wasn't like an email where the guy's emailing my private email address, sexylover69 at gmail.com. <laughs> no, don't. Oh, shit. Oh, no, I said it. Don't tell him that you live at 2439 Granville. Oh, no. <laughs> 2439, that's where I live. That's my house where I live. Oh, no. Suite number four. <laughs> I'm asleep from the hours of 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. Oh, man, my oh. window's unlocked. Someone's getting anal play. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh oh. Anyway, uh, no, no, I haven't. No weird porn. I haven't seen any weird porn. I'm sure it exists. Oh, it has because to. I was an anime. Yeah, yeah, actually, here we go. What I was am, the name of? What was the uh, Roma Godai name of him? Ryoma R Y O M A. Whoa, Google can't go that fast. 
R-Y-O-M-A-O-M-A. Godai. G-O-D-A-I. Beat him on. Beat him on. There we go. For the listeners, Tony is on his phone. Yep. We're doing this live. Pants are down. Tony's um, doing that to... thing where he looks oh, up. Oh, found it. Nasty, oh, there we go. Wait, what's his hair color? Uh, His hair color was, I think, a dark green? Yeah. Oh, shit. Uh-oh. Who's beating him? I'm fucking a dude. There he is! <laughs> there he is! <laughs> can I tell you? Can I tell you who that is? That's I... the first image, too. Can I tell you who that character is he's fucking? His brother. <laughs> oh, no! Oh, no! Because the show was about this kid. I don't remember the kid's name. It was clearly 18. Oh, very much. <laughs> super 18. Um, more. Oh, oh, who is that? Oh, no, that's me. Okay, never mind. That's me. That's you still? That's No, that's me getting felt up. Mm. Oh. I like I like how my question was: Have you ever seen weird porn of a character you voiced uh, banging? And then you were like, "No," and I was like, "That's kind of great. I'm glad that you live in that bubble where that doesn't exist." And then Tony was just like, "Hmm, let me find a pin. I'm gonna pop that bubble. I'm gonna pop that bubble right now." (laughs) To be fair, I knew it was gonna happen with the anime. Yeah, fair enough. (laughs) Um, I wasn't percent sure it was going to happen with the anime. Here's a picture of your guy covered in cum and has boob, like, girl titties. Yeah, that's that's correct. <laughs> that's him. Yep. I don't, don't know if I needed to I, see that. Um, yeah, you did. All I, right. I, I well, expected that with this character, and I expected that with... Um, I did a game that just recently came out, and then the fucking studio shuttered, which sucked because it was ooh. such a cool game. Um... So I did a couple games for Rising Front Games. They're the guys that did uh, Sleeping Dogs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was, in, just... I was in yeah. Sleeping Dogs Triad Wars, uh, where I had three characters in it. And I did another game for them called Smash and Grab, which literally dropped in September, like end, end of September. I found out like mid-October, and then the studio shuttered October 16th. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I like got all my press out and was like, oh shit, it's here! Because I've been waiting on this game for like two years. And then the studio closed. And it's gone. And it's gone. But I knew full well that if that game got like the play of like an Overwatch or something, mm-hmm. which it totally would have. Like it's such, The concept of the game is like a futuristic, um, uh, a futuristic game show where gangs get to go into, like, this city and just smash shit and, like, loot stores and beat the fuck out of each other. It's like Purge the video game. Yeah! Oh. Yeah. Like the Purger games. Like the Purger games. Why are we not funding that? What? <laughs> wait, but, well, like, I mean, wait, I the game was, was super cool. Called? Uh, Rising Front. Rising Front Games. Or Uprising Games. United Uprising. Front? Uprising. United, United Front. Front I yeah. always I always fuck up their names. I'm so That's sorry, why guys. They went I'm, under. I'm so sorry, guys, at United Front Games. Oh no. Oh no, I'm reading it and it's like I'm breaking up with this game. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's a thing on yeah. here about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's so sad because it's such like I watched some playthroughs of it online because I was trying to like snag voice clips of my characters and try and like snag art of my characters, which I was able to do. Mm-hmm. And it looked so cool. Like the one of the gangs, because, like, you could play as different commanders of each gang. One was, like, you know, badass street artists. One was, like, fucking metalhead nihilists. Who, nice. like Yeah, who, like, showed up on fucking motorcycles with, like, you as know, they do. ICP makeup and shit. Oh, nice. now, now I'm out. I mean, now I'm in. 
Yeah, right? <laughs> There's like a gang full of, you know, badass katana-wielding warrior women. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And like, one of my characters was one of like the main playable characters for the street artist gang. Mm-hmm. Who, like, his thing was he just set shit on fire a bunch. <laughs> so cool. But, um, yeah, like, I, I got that no- I got that news and I was just like, fuck, seriously. But all this to say, I knew full well that there would be fan art of those characters. Okay. Because, mm. like, the internet loves watching video game characters. Fuck. Yeah. So yeah, that's true. I was fully expecting there to be, like, straight up DP fucking of those yeah. characters. Yeah, totally. I am in no way surprised to see or learn about Roma from Beatamon. Just giving it to him, brother. <laughs> I don't encourage it. Jerking his brother off with his lower intestine. I do not encourage oh, it. Oh, Christ, Tony. I recognize that it happens on the internet. <laughs> I appreciate the fans. The worst part was it wasn't that hard to find. No, it was the first page of Google. Man. <laughs> so, guys, I'm glad you're creative <laughs> i'm glad you're creative no we just need to i need to print off like a really nice quality print of that would you please and then get you to sign it and then you can you can auction it off on the podcast i, I think the thing was was like follow your dreams but not that hard not so things like that happen i said it before on the podcast is i want to live on an internet where there aren't banner ads of simpsons characters blowing each other that would be so great, right? That's the internet I want to live on. That being said, shout yeah. out to my main girl, Judy Hops. Where are you at? <laughs> See, I don't want to look up. But like, I'm just like, yeah, I'll, fuck it. I'll ruin Jesse's birthday. By it's not up. my birthday. I know, but when it comes, it was you'll think birthday. of this. I, I will. It's yeah. true. Uh, but I'm just like, nah, I'm, that's that's kind of broaching on the, the territory that I don't want on my search browser. <laughs> Don't want the landlords to get like warnings of their IP address. Oh my like... god! I had I had this audition recently, um, where I was because I'm you know ethnically ambiguous. Let's say uh, I had an audition for uh, an Iraqi character, mm-hmm. specifically an ISIS character. Oh, and you know they wanted me to kind of like look apart and you know have a have a Middle Eastern accent. So, on my Google search history <laughs> is a lot of, like, what do ISIS guys wear? Oh, no. <laughs> and I made sure to balance it out with a lot of, like, acting! Yeah. Uh, acting book! Yeah. How to act! How to act like ISIS guy, but not in an airport way. But not actually ISIS guy. <laughs> so. Just oh. Yeah, I mean, it's... I will say, so... This past year for me has been really fucking cool because I've I, I never really paid attention to doing the on camera world of acting in you know my fucking eight years of professionally doing it you'd think I'd think about it but no I was just like I want to be a voice guy I want to be cartoons I want to be video games yeah. but uh, this past year I started branching out into the on camera world which is super cool because I went from like auditioning for shitty fucking one liners that were you know at the beginning of summer to now i'm auditioning for guest stars and recurring leads on netflix shows oh, that's awesome super that's cool rad. super fucking cool um 
I, I have a show dropping next year that I cannot talk too much about, but uh, it is, we're calling it hashtag Project Lucha. It's by Luchagor Productions. Uh, check it out. Check out at Luchagor on Instagram the, and Twitter and such. They're I, pretty rad. They are so cool. I've, I've met them a couple times yeah. already, and I can't say anything but nice things. Yeah. Like they are... <coughs> super cool yeah and i think i don't know if this was the same project but i remember bumping into you at a canadian tire that may have been the that might have been it and just what you were telling me might have been the same project kind of been awesome. but uh yeah like <laughs> please tell me it's a netflix series about like they've extended the nacho libre concept into an entire <laughs> Into an entire ten episode series that I can binge. Oh my watch. god, I wish. That's... That being said, if you if I don't know if you're familiar with Luchigor Logan, but um, after this, go on YouTube, look up El Gigante, G I G A N T E. And listeners a, uh, at home, do it as listeners well. at home, fucking do that because yeah. it is such a cool short. I'm I'm in it. I voice it. Uh, I'm a bunch of ADR voices in it. Um, Ooh, ASMR voices. <laughs> I'm a bunch of ASMR voices. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna Donald. <laughs> Yikes. Um, yeah, like I, I was uh, cast in that as the voice of the, the the film. It's a short film that they're pitching as a concept for a feature, which would be incredible. Ooh, nice. Yeah, uh, it's basically Texas Chainsaw, but with a luchador, with a luchador. Yeah, instead of Leatherface. Oh, that sounds amazing. It's so cool, and the character I I voice in it, they're an incredibly talented uh, physical performer. Devin was her name. She was one of the apes in um, Planet of the Apes here when they shot it here. She oh, was okay. One of the physical performers for it. Uh, she did the. She was on screen as the character Chango, who's like this terrifying half dog, half human hybrid. Uh, cool. I am the voice of Chango. Nice. Yeah. So there's a lot of me just going, <laughs> like that kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> it's Blowhar on PCP. It's, back. it's straight up Blowhar on PCP. Um, but uh, yeah, like Luchigor is, I cannot speak highly enough of them. They're, I, I used to tell people, because I don't like working for free in Vancouver so much, because there's a lot of people who ask you to work for free on a like lot Like this podcast. Of, like this podcast. <laughs> yeah. uh, but just like on, you know, student films or whatever, yeah. and, you know, they'll say, like, you know, oh, you get you get a meal, and you get credit for your demo reel. And I'm, I don't need that. And yeah. I can eat. I know how to cook, and I make money. I was yeah. on Lego Chima, but, bitch. Like, I don't need this. <laughs> Do you know who I am? <laughs> I was Fovar. I'm a bird. <laughs> I'll be waiting for you to bring my Tim Horton sandwich out yeah. for me. <laughs> Excuse you. But uh, I always told people, like, one of the two groups in the city that I would work for free for is Gigi, Gigi Guerrero and Luchagor, just because they're so fucking good at what they do, and they are they treat us so well, and they're so cool. Uh, other group, trivia's sake, Mega Steak Man. Yeah. Mega yeah. Steak Man. They're not doing much stuff anymore. But when they do, it's pretty when fantastic. When they do, oh my god. I was in their um, Game of Hyrule trailer. Nice. Yeah. I had a brief cameo, and it literally came about as me messaging Kyle, uh, Mega Steak Man himself. And I was like, Kyle, can I be in this? <laughs> <laughs> and he was super cool about it, so I'm a fountain fairy. <laughs> <laughs> 
they they kept my fountain fairy laugh for us as you should yeah as you should. <laughs> i just i remember just like standing there in like there's i had this ridiculous like big pink beehive Nicki minaj wig on <laughs> i had a glitter beard because i i'm a bearded <laughs> goateed gentleman yeah i had these huge fake cone tits that i had made that were like chicken wire wrapped in like <laughs> like uh nylon oh shit that sounds dangerous and then wrapped with like fake ivy with little like flower nips <laughs> and i was just standing there in like that bra and like a little skirt <laughs> with this whole makeup on and kyle was just like okay we just need a few wild takes of the fountain fairy laugh and I fucking shook that studio with the laugh because I just went full fucking hog with it. And I'm so glad they kept it because if they hadn't, I would have been so choked. I'm <laughs> just like, let's just cut out the whole cut out, Let's cut the me. whole, let's cut the whole Jesse bits. Let's just, <laughs> Everyone else is good. He showed up in his own costume. <laughs> we, don't, we didn't ask for that. He made it. He's... He sat there and looked us in the eye while he, he did. It, like, in the dressing room. <laughs> he was just hanging out. He's a fucking psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> Unbroken eye contact. Just, unblinking the entire time. Just pay him and then cutting room floor it. We gotta get him out. That that being said, uh, El Gigante is coming. Uh, El Gigante is on uh, YouTube. It's fucking great. Yeah. But um, all of this to say, I, I've just started exploring the world of on-camera. And it's it's cool, and I'm booking for it, which is great. Like again, I have a series next year that's coming. Uh, I did a I did an episode on the Romeo section as a drug dealer surprise <laughs> because I'm bald and have a goatee and look. Ethnic. So uh, yeah, but that that to say, something that's super cool about voice that is really a reason why I I embraced it in the first place is it's it's all about like what you can do. And that kind of tying back to my earlier point about how voice actors tend to be super cool and super humble and super chill is we're an entirely talent-based industry. Mm -hmm. Like there are, you know, I, I look at somebody like Tara Strong who voices, I think six boys under the age of 12 on Saturday mornings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And she is one of the most gorgeous women <coughs> in the world, <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, um, a guy like, like, Rob Paulson, my my coach in Los Angeles, you know, he's a 60-something white guy who is, you know, Carl Weezer on Jimmy Neutron. Like, yep. <laughs> it's entirely talent-based. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter how big your tits are, you know, what color your hair is. If you have hair, it depends on if you can do the job. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a big thing that keeps voice guys humble. Yep. Yeah. It's like, voice guys know that at the end of the day all we bring to the table is our talent mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and you know again speaking to my to my isis research story <laughs> <laughs> nailed it <laughs> this entire podcast is on a list now <laughs> <laughs> shit not again first was this ryoku boku no Excuse bakugan me. ryoma godai from bakugan <laughs> not bakugan what the fuck am i beat him on beat him up. i don't know <laughs> Yeah, I do. But <laughs> now I do. I got paid to know. You got, I got paid to know who that guy is. But um, yeah, like that's that's something that I've always found really cool about it is it's entirely like talent and what we can do. Mm -hmm. and that's awesome. That's what that's what keeps me interested. That's why I keep doing it. You know, I I've got literally I've got 
12 pages sitting on my coffee table at my house right now that I need to get recorded for Tuesday for an audition for a new show. Oh, you can bang that out on Monday. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not worried. <laughs> I'm just going to get real hammered on Sunday. Take care of it on Monday. Yeah. Phone it all in. I'm not going to do that, Diane, if you're listening. <laughs> she's not. But she's, she's not. <laughs> so don't worry. Don't worry. But, um, yeah, like, that's that's a really cool thing about the voice industry is, like, we're we're – we tr- we stay humble because we know that we can be replaced mm-hmm. and because we know that it's not about, you know, that we're sexy. We are, but it's not about us being sexy. So, <laughs> see, that's the thing. You could potentially walk through, like, when Chima is at its height, go down to the Lego store, go through all the kids that are, like, looking at the Chima section and stuff and, like, still be, like, totally unrecognized, but then also, like, be like, oh, yeah. This kid's super excited that, like, he's getting the squirm set. Can I'm I tell like, you, I, I did that? <laughs> I'm not surprised. I absolutely did that. <laughs> Hashtag humble brag. Hashtag humble brag. <laughs> so humble. I, I actually, like, I, well, because I would go to the Lego store to see if they'd have, like, you know, minifigs of oh, yeah. characters or they had a, a set Because you're not getting priced Because I am in no way getting any. Um, but, you know, I'd go in and, you know, once in a while I'd go in with, like, Jeff or... Like, Scott went in once or twice. Mm. Um, Scott was the voice of Lavelle, like, the main character on the show. And, uh, you know, we'd just go in, try to, you know, get stuff. But it would be super cool to see, like, the little kids who were like, oh, it's Nuchima, and I'm like, oh, that's that's super cool. And it got to the point where, like, you know, the, the guys who work at the Lego store, because to describe myself to the viewers, in case you're not looking me up on IMDb or on my new website... (laughs) <laughs> jessianocalia.com <laughs> that's what imdb stands for imdb it's an acronym <laughs> uh you know i'm like a short muscular but stocky bald man with the goatee <laughs> who gets cast as drug dealers <laughs> in programs for network television um so of course at some point one of the lego store employees approached me <laughs> And I was like, sir, how are you? Like, what are are you looking for anything in particular? <laughs> Why are you here Why today? Are, excuse me, sir, leave. But, <laughs> no, they were all very, very nice. Yeah, we're but, programmed to be. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, he, he came up to me and was like, you know, oh, well, what are you looking for? And I was, I literally told him, like, well, you know, I'm looking for these particular things because I'm one of these guys. <laughs> I'm the voice of this guy. So, do you, do you got him? <laughs> And, you know, it was super cool. Like, I don't remember his name, but anytime I'd pop in, like, I'd have a nice talk with him. And uh, he, if I remember correctly, like, I went in after Chima had been canceled to try and, like, get in on some sales. Yeah. <laughs> As you do. As I do, because I want toys of my characters. But uh, I went in, and he was, like, he he knew about the cancellation, and he was, like, super, like, conciliatory about it. he was yeah. super cool about it. he was like dude i'm sorry like it was a cool show like it was a cool one i'm like dude you don't have to say that but thank you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now if it's if it's who i'm thinking it was which i'm pretty sure it was he made us watch did he oh my <laughs> he made me <laughs> he watch. made you watch <laughs> <laughs> with a like a stump that's half chewed off and everything. <laughs> you're going to watch this um yeah no like it I, I actually did do that yeah. where like, and you know, it, it is super cool. And that's one reason why, you know, I still have a couple of those, you know, Chima accounts yeah. on my Instagram that still follow me. They don't do anything anymore and they haven't for a while. 
uh, they had a whole like chimunity or I know <laughs> yes. that's what they call it. It was like chimunity. It was super cute because it's like it's literally it's the next generation. It's like you yeah. know eight to eleven year olds playing like their Laval or Cragger or yeah. you know there was one Plovar. No, no, there were like three Plovar accounts. Oh my God, really? I know, and one was like the official Plovar. <laughs> that's when you when you strike. You're like, uh, <laughs> actually, hold on. Excuse me, eleven year old. <laughs> <laughs> I am the real Plovar. <laughs> I know I may not sound like it. <laughs> Just get into an internet fight with an Just eight-year-old. Get into a straight fight <laughs> over like IP issues. I will <laughs> fly you to Vancouver and teach you to box. <laughs> then we're gonna fight on TV, and we'll see who the real Plovar is. <laughs> <laughs> getting into the character just doing rails in the bathroom and stuff <laughs> like oh, who's plovar who's plovar you are you are baby you're plovar after you stomp that kid out you turn to the crowd are you not entertained and then like yeah. russell, russell crowe just like looks at you and shakes his head <laughs> and it's just it's just the one old lady just like what Old lady and Russell Crowe in this boxing ring. Russell Crowe gives me the end of Karate Kid Miyagi stare. Uh. You kicked his ass. You did it! Now get in me tugboat. We got fighting to do. Yeah, the only problem is he words it as, let's tug one out with Russell Crowe. And he's like, ah, that doesn't translate. That show gets cancelled in a day. Yeah. Tugging him on up with Russell Crowe. <laughs> it's oh, a boat. <laughs> Did we lose him? I don't know. No, I'm still here. Logan? I'm alive. Logan! Apparently <laughs> Skype re-added itself because it's useless. <laughs> Skype heard about tugging one out with Russell Crowe and he's just like, we're not, we're not doing this. <laughs> oh, yeah. shit. Uh, oh we are my God. okay. Good. The recording is still happening. The recording is still happening. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, guys listening, if you uh, if you have thoughts about tugging one out with Russell Crowe, let's use hashtag tugging one out. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah. Good morning, Toro. Tugging one out. Yeah. Russell, hashtag Russell, tugging, tugging one out with Russell Crowe. And if you're thinking about if you're thinking about Statham, you hashtag cranking a batch. <laughs> oh my God! I've been using cranking a batch for years already. Yep. How oh, I not? and if we're if we're on the Nick Cage train, let's hashtag Cage of Emotion. Ooh, Cage of Emotion. That's where cage they keep emotion. the bees. That's where they keep the bees. But hashtag they will not bring not back the, the honey. <laughs> the bees, the bees. Not the bees. Can I just say, like, that movie... Is one of my favorites. Is, is so deeply troubling in a lot of ways. <laughs> it's amazing. No, 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 don't get me wrong. <laughs> But let's let's look at like the this is not the podcast for this. This is for my own podcast, the Wickercast. The Wickercast. All Wicker Men all, all the Wicker time. Man all the time. But only the Nick Cage one. See that I was gonna go Christopher Lee. Because oh. <laughs> the original one is pretty cool. Yeah, it is. And like the remake is Nicolas Cage cool. Yeah, it is Nick Cage rad. <laughs> Which is like people, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Like, if you time-traveled back to, like, 1998, and you're like, okay, yeah. okay, guys, you're a huge Nick Cage fan, you love his action films, you're into it, um, in the future, there's gonna be this film where Nick Cage, in a bear suit, punches out a chick. Yeah, uh, and, and then steals a bike from a child. Steals a bike from a child, um, 
Gets his legs broken. Gets his legs broken over a log and then gets a bee helmet. Yeah. And that's only in the director's cut, though, because in the original take, he just gets shoved into Burning Man. Yeah. yeah. And they light Burning Man on fire. Yeah. He was the first. And then, he was the and then after first, you explain this all man. to these fans, they would be like, "Dude, like we're only we're only sort of into Nick Cage. Nobody likes him a hundred percent." Excuse me, sir. Please leave this Hardee's. <laughs> you. So I feel the same way about Sean Connery fans, and I do want to get super excited about Zardoz. I'm like, no, no, just watch these clips out of sequence. See, part of me, if if we're talking time travel, celebrity ruining, yeah, which is the next podcast we're doing (laughs) transition straight how does it get ruined how does it get ruined uh i would love to go back in time Mm. not too far back no i'm thinking like specifically back in time to uh sweeney todd era johnny depp fans okay and just say hey guys he beats his wife oh and then just pop back (laughs) yeah because they would they would murder you oh yeah i'd be dead it would I would be I would be dead. But like what a guy, huh? Yeah. Like from like America's weird sweetheart to I mean, if we want to talk America's weird sweetheart, we could also talk Oh, don't bring up the C word. Don't bring up the C word. He was more of a dad to me than my real dad. But Tony Connery? Tony, in the immortal words of a of the way I ended a toast once for a roast. <laughs> Drink this. <laughs> no, but seriously, that's not that he was an he's an awful man. Yeah, he's an awful, awful. Wait, man. who are we talking about Same now? With... Johnny Depp. All of them. Who do you think we're talking <laughs> about, Logan? Big Papa Huxtable himself. <laughs> um, but no, like that. Yeah, like I, I, I just, I, I'm not, I'm not sad about, about. Um, I mean, I am sad. That, you know, Amber Heard had to go through such incredible fucking bullshit. But, you know, I'm I'm not sad that Johnny Depp has lost all credibility for it. Because, yeah. <laughs> fuck that guy. Pirates of the Caribbean 5, check it out. It's <laughs> <laughs> that being said, I was a part of the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. <laughs> <laughs> check it out by my, by my toy. <laughs> I actually was. <laughs> not even kidding. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm straight up ten voices in a Pirates of the Caribbean game. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Are you Johnny uh, it Depp? Never got released. <laughs> so, fuck you, Johnny Depp. <laughs> it was Johnny Depp's fault specifically. It was specifically Johnny He's Depp like, just these going. Five voices. I went. Gonna fly. I went forward in time. <laughs> and this asshole. bold asshole on a podcast started talking about me fucking beating my <laughs> wife. And I want this game canceled. <laughs> he called me out. He called me. He out. called me out on a toy podcast. <laughs> Yeah, bringing you the truth bombs in the toy world. Bringing you the truth bombs. That's, that's how we do. Fuck, hashtag fuck Johnny Depp. <laughs> cage of emotion. Hashtag cage of emotion. Cranking a batch. Hashtag cranking a batch. Hashtag fuck, what was the other uh, one? What was uh, the first one? Beaten, I complete... Hashtag beating your dick till your balls puke semen? <laughs> no! Hashtag no, tugging, tugging one, one out. out. There, there it is. Hashtag tugging one out with Russell Crowe. <laughs> But you guys, oh, you guys shit. realize that the cranking a batch was a Statham and crank joke, right? No, no, I, no, I caught I, yeah, that. I do, I and I was that. disappointed that I didn't make that connection earlier. Yeah, no, I, I picked that up pretty quick. <laughs> like, because like I said, I've been saying cranking a batch for a good, fuck, I want to say like five years it's now. It's literally all you say. Yeah. 
like yeah. anytime we hang out it's just like cranking a batch cranking a batch you're yeah. like you're like a pokemon named yeah. crank a batch that's true because <laughs> apparently i've got a boner for and you. yes <laughs> pokemon crank. sun and moon coming out yeah pre-order it today pre-order it today tomorrow. Hashtag Pokemon Sun and Moon, crank a batch. That's true. It'll be out by the time this episode comes out. Crank, crank. What are your favorite Pokemon? Crank a batch definitely toys? evolves into changer sheets. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, crank a batch, changer sheets. Oh, what shit. would the ultimate evolution of that be? Like. Uh, or maybe. Something about dying alone. I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe like, the baby version is, like. Wetu dream or something? I don't know. <laughs> wet dream? Wet dream? Just all one, like wet dream. Wet dream? Cranking a match. So like, change the sheets. Maybe it's just maybe it's just drowsy. It's just, just drowsy. It's an alternate drowsy hypno. It's not It's drowsy when he's happy. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> Is that how Pokemon works? I hate it so much. I don't know. <laughs> I've never been on Pokemon yet. <laughs> Pokemon if now you're listening. I, now I'm sure I will be. <laughs> no. Now I am certain I will be on the Pokemon program. So, okay. So, speaking of hashtags real briefly. Mm. When Pokemon Go first came out, everyone was, like, hashtagging Pokemon Go, right? I completely misread it. And I read it as hashtag Pokemongo. So, like... Yeah. No. Like, I mean, well, yes, like the monkey. But also, like, I wasn't aware of this at the time. But apparently Mongo is, like, slang in Britain for mongoloid. Oh, totally. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so in my head, I'm like, why is everybody saying Pokemongo? That seems, <laughs> that seems weird. Mongo sad. <laughs> Poke. Mongo displeased. <laughs> Just, oh. Uh, anyway, so that's that's <laughs> the next episode of Jesse Can't Read, the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> How does he do his life? How does he? <laughs> I had somebody, because uh, I, I take private students for voiceover. Yeah. Uh, I, I teach and I produce demo reels and all that shit. But I had a student um, approach me who has, like, uh, a light learning disability where it's, like, not easy for them to read necessarily or, yeah. like, pick up lines really quick. And they asked me, like, would this be an impediment to being a professional actor? And it's not, for starts, but the only, and, like, the best example I have for it is Tom Cruise. Because Tom Cruise is severely dyslexic. Right, right. So, like, I don't know how he does it. I mean, I assume he just, you know, takes extra time with the scripts. But, you know, he he still produces what I think is still quality work. There's, there's a font that's been developed. Is there? Um, For, like basically to help with dyslexia. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. It's, um, I've actually seen it before, uh, one of my friends posted. Oh, that's awesome. On Facebook. And it's, it's really cool. Cause it's like, it's thinner on the top of yeah. the letters and then it gets wider and like, thick, almost into like a bold. Oh, neat. So it's like, it almost like it weigh, weights down the letters. Oh, I get it. Sense. Yeah. So. Then, no, that makes total sense. That's super cool. Actually. I should I should do some reading into that for other students who might. Yeah, uh, that might think. be a good. Thing. If it helps Tom Cruise, which I mean, which I'm gonna say it does. You know what? If we get an edge of tomorrow too, edging on tomorrow, edging on tomorrow, or what is it? Hashtag live die repeat. Yeah, yeah live die repeat. Yeah, <laughs> I liked live die repeat. Me man. too. I really liked live die repeat, and I'm so mad that not enough people saw it. I'm Fucking Bill people. Paxton, what up? 
Bill oh. Paxton was in it? Yeah, man. Hell yeah. Shit, they should have just had him there instead of Tom Cruise. I no, fucking love like, Bill Tom Paxton. He's really good in it. He is really good in it. Like, okay. I'm not a Scientologist. <laughs> I'm not a Scientologist, guys. Not yet. Not, but he's they're, good. They're that, getting to you. That, that Tom Cruise kid, he's real good. He's, he's an up-and-comer. He's, he's, a, he's a straight shooter, that kid. <laughs> I need to talk about Bill Paxton for a minute, if that's okay with Will you please? Oh, yes, the Paxton segment. I, I, I was building a Gundam kit, so loosely toy-related. Very nice. And, what, what kit? Um... Oh man, I I'm the worst with Gundam names. Uh, Describe Tony, it. Tony will be able to help me. The Gundam. Right. RX seven. RX seventy eight two. There we go. I was building that one. Super basic. I heard V and I thought turn A. No, no V. There is V Gundam as well, which oh. is like a lesser known series. Uh oh, motherfucker over here. <laughs> it's because it's super fucking depressing. Oh, oh like there we more go. so than usual. Wow. Yeah, um, so I was building a Gundam and I was watching a movie and that movie was Club Dread and Club Dread is a fucking excellent film. I feel like it does yep. not get the praise it deserves. <coughs> oh so, man! Uh, if, if I may, if I may speak on on film for a second, Broken mm-hmm. Lizard. Yeah, I, I did another podcast uh, mm. this week on Monday, uh, the fabulous Dark Entries podcast, which is a podcast about horror films. Mm-hmm. And uh, the film we watched, check it out. It's Dark Entries on uh, wherever your podcasts are served. Um, the film we did was Spookies, oh. 1986's Spookies. Okay. Which started life as two films. <laughs> what? <laughs> and then kind of got stapled together into one film. Oh, yeah. I hear about I have the heard of this. Happening. Yeah. And it's like. It was really entertaining, mm-hmm. but so often I was just like, what is going on in this film? <laughs> and towards the end, I, I Wikipedia'd the film like during the credits when we were about to record, mm-hmm. just because I wanted to figure out what the hell was up with this film. And uh, it started its life as two films, but then like halfway through, it got financing and uh, production from this other director who had been known primarily for porn. Okay. And he just shoehorned in a bunch of other shit from another film. (laughs) So, like, the film starts with three entirely different plot lines that don't super connect until maybe halfway through the film. So art house. Yeah, but it's really not. The film also made $17,000 total in box office. Oh, that's... That's with a Hong Kong release. That's definitely art house. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but no, it's 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 so worth watching. Damn. No one you know is in it. <laughs> so, so you're saying it made more money than Club Dread? It made more money than Club Dread. <laughs> wow. But it does have the incredible line, Hey, I'm Duke the Horny Ghost. Oh, wow. Which should be enough of an impetus for you to watch the film. Alright, let's... Obtain this movie by legal means. It's you know what? It's on YouTube. Oh good. Never saw a DVD release outside of the UK. Wow. Duke the horny ghost. Duke the horny ghost. Hashtag Duke the horny ghost. Hashtag pour some up for Bill Paxton Coconut Pete because Club Dread was yeah. great. I feel I feel like Club Dread didn't get the love it deserved because everyone was expecting um, uh, Super Troopers two, which it definitely was not. Yeah. yeah, well, like the whole the whole broken lizard thing, 
everybody was just expecting them to top Super Troopers. Yeah. Just nonstop. Like, that's all. And you, you see the same thing with, you know, kind of films like that. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, I think of stuff like um, uh, Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah. Oh, yes. Or, you know, like uh, the film that they followed that, uh, not Ken Marino, uh, Michael Showalter and David Wayne followed that up with, The Ten, which was really, we watched that. Tony. We did. We totally did. And it was really fucking funny. But, like, nobody saw it because they were expecting another Wet Hot. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I remember. And even still, like, I remember, yeah, we watched it. We straight up watched that film together. And, like, I'm still trying to remember, like, what happened. Yeah. It was, it was like, well, that's the thing. It was bits and pieces because the entire thing, it's this wonderful ensemble comedy. Yeah. With a series of stories, each one about one of the Ten Commandments. Yes. Yeah, that's right. And, like, the the one that always comes to mind is, like, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's whatever. But the whole joke of it is it starts very simple, and it's, like, two guys living on either side of a street, and, like, Mm -hmm. oh, you know, oh, he got a new mailbox? I'm gonna get a new mailbox. Then the guy across the street's wife gets cancer, so (laughs) they get, like, an MRI machine. (laughs) And the guy's like, fuck, he has an MRI machine? I'm gonna get an MRI machine. <laughs> but then it builds to the point where they each have like 20 MRI machines. Oh my god. <laughs> like it's fucking funny, but nobody gave it a chance, which is the same thing with Club Dread, right? Because mm-hmm. yeah. like nobody fucking gave it a chance because they were like, oh well it's not Super Troopers 2. Yeah, it's not yeah. it's not this thing that I already got. Yeah. <laughs> It's well, not this thing where I get the obvious reference. Yeah. Yeah, and I think too, like, I don't think they realized how young their audience was for Super Troopers. Because Super Troopers yeah. was like for me, like I like I'm a little bit younger than you guys. I mean, not that age really means anything once you get past twenty five, but um uh I was young enough that when I saw it I shouldn't have been seeing it. Like it was the porkies for me. Like it was the porkies that like I didn't have because I didn't watch porkies. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And the and this film was filled with like with like crude humor and sex and drugs and and all sorts of crazy shit and it exposed me to these things in a strangely like positive light like it didn't particularly mm-hmm. make i mean it did make light of 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 marijuana but it it um it it had a magical way of portraying all of these really adult concepts in a very humorous way and there's certain things in that film that thinking back on it it's like that kind of shaped me a little bit as of as who i am and sure. so it's a very like special film, and then Club Dread. I after rewatching it now as an adult, it it happened and it just went right over my head. I didn't get the subtlety and the nuance of Club Dread, and it's a very yeah. uh, nuanced film. It's kind of brilliant. Yeah, yeah, well, and you see that with like comedy of the time. Like mm-hmm. I watched, uh, I didn't watch Wet Hot American Summer when it came out, but the very first time I saw it, I didn't get it. I was just like, eh, I don't know about this. Then I watched it again, and I was like, oh, everything suddenly clicks to me. Mm-hmm. Because it's, you know, uh, have you have you seen the film, Logan? Yeah, it's it's one of my favorites. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. But it's even better when you understand the joke. Mm-hmm. Once you're in on the joke, it makes so much sense, and it's super funny. And, like, the prequel series that's out on Netflix is insanely good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you're just kind of watching it, and thinking like, oh well, you know, why is why is that guy doing that thing? Oh, why is there a pot breaking sound all the time? Yeah, yeah. like if you're not just kind of 
giving in and accepting the joke, yeah, then it's it's not it's, the movie yeah, for you. Yeah, it's not it's, the movie it's, for you. It's a parody of camp comedies, but in like the yeah. smart yeah. the smartest like subtlest way. Like it's not overt in any way. It's like it it's you're right. It's like you have to be in on the joke and to realize that yeah. like the joke is is that it's it's held together with only a thread. Like that's what makes yeah, the movie totally. great. Yeah. And the same is the same is true of the Broken Lizard films where you know they they are held together with uh, with a thread. Mm-hmm. And you need to know what that thread is and mm-hmm. you need to just kind of accept that thread as the joke. Yeah. Yeah. Then everything else then everything just go else falls whichever into place way it needs to beautifully. Yeah. And I would say that you know, the thread, the thread that ties Broken uh, or Club Dread together, is that yes. it's um, it's a summer camp sex comedy. But what's what's hiding underneath that is this really subtle Scooby Doo reference. <laughs> like yeah. that's yeah. Yeah. it's it's Absolutely. who who is the killer? Who is responsible for all these deaths? And they do a really good job of painting every single character at every moment as being the bad guy. And it's kind of yeah. amazing. And when I was younger, I was just like, why are we playing these guessing games? Like, why are they not putting bars of soap in each other's coffee? And like, why isn't this Super Troopers? <laughs> and um and and it really is quite brilliant. And I think maybe my appreciation of it now comes for uh, a better understanding of horror films and horror film cliches as well, because mm-hmm. I, I I don't think I had blossomed into the horror loving fan that I was when I saw that film. And um, can I just yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Logan. That's okay. Can I just say, I uh, I saw Krampus last year nice. uh, when it came out in theaters. I saw it with my brother when he was up in town, and it gave me hope for a new generation of horror fans. Because, and I'm sure, I'm sure you'll, you'll go with me on this. That sort of horror doesn't exist anymore. No. Like the entry mm, horror. Yeah. You know? Well, like, because they don't do it anymore. Like. No. And, you know, films like, uh, films like, you know, the Friday the 13th, the original ones. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, um, the Jason franchise. Mm-hmm. If you want to look at things like fucking Ghoulies or. Yeah chud or yeah. <laughs> um uh gremlins even like yeah the, the first gremlins is it's a it's, comedy it's but a it's a horror holiday comedy. horror comedy movie it is mm-hmm. it absolutely is and those are the films that like for me because i'm i'm also i'm a horror movie buff very much mm-hmm. so um lord knows i was feeling i was feeling so i started rage watching steampunked on netflix <laughs> Because I was really mad, and I was just like, I want to be mad at something. I just want to get even more angry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so to cleanse my palate, I found Zombies by The Asylum. Oh, okay. It's a zombie film, mm-hmm. but the zombies are animals. <laughs> and at one okay. point, a monkey bursts out of somebody's chest. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> that actually doesn't sound awful. Not a good film. <laughs> I know, but it doesn't sound awful. No, there's a zombie <laughs> koala, and he's super cute. Yeah, I'm down. But, um, like, the, the that's... It's sad to say, but, like, The Asylum is that sort of horror now. Yeah, they are the B-movies. They are the B-movies. They're the ones that kids can watch and be like, oh, that's not terrifying. Like, something like even Sharknado. Yeah. Or, um, uh, Three-Headed Shark, or, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, something else shark. Some other shark shit. Megalodon <laughs> versus giant. Yeah, Megalodon yeah. versus giant shark. Sharktopus. 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 You know, Mega Croc versus Shark Gator or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, <laughs> that sounds ghost, like one. Ghost Shark is 
Ghost Shark is absolutely one. Yeah, I remember the scene where, like, it comes up at the end of a slip and slide, like, out yeah. of the ground. Well, and, like, you know, you look at horror films like that. I know this is the talk for the other one. Yeah. <laughs> but, My bad. Yeah, whoops. But, um, you know, you look at films like uh, like Sleepaway Camp. Yeah. Uh, films like Cabin in the Woods. Oh my god, yes. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, those kinds. I would even dare say, like, the Rob Zombie stuff. Okay, like the remakes and things? Or no. Just, or like House um, of a Thousand? Like House, House of a Thousand Corpses okay. is, I would say that's like, maybe not content enough, but like certainly colorful and accessible enough. It's it's new. Like when it came out, it was level. definitely new. Yeah. Um, but you just, you don't see that kind of film anymore. No. Which is, as a horror fan, is, it, it kind of bums me out. Because, like, yeah, for sure. cool, whimsical horror is always really neat to watch. Yeah. Um, uh, we watched this film the other night. What was it called? Um, uh, we Are Still Here. We oh, Are yeah. Still Here. Really fucking cool film. Hmm. Really, really fucking cool. Um, it, it's kind of a new spin on the whole, like, um, haunted house genre. Okay. I don't want to say too much about it, because everyone should see it. It's, it's a really fucking solid horror flick. Yeah. But, like, I, I feel like, unless you were actively seeking out horror films, Mm -hmm. you would not watch that. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Does it, does it have a wonderful retro aesthetic to it? It does. Okay, good. Because that's what yeah. I noticed about, like, this is what's giving me hope for horror now. Yeah. Is that it's becoming, like, a return to the almost, like, classic style. Yeah. Like, 2014, 2015, there were some fantastic movies because they were, like... Oh, Beyond the Black Don't Rainbow! Wait, <laughs> what? Beyond the Black Rainbow. Mm. Oh, it's yeah. so good. And, like, the, there was, like, the House of, uh, House of the Devil, which, like granted didn't have like it didn't have like for me it didn't have enough of a plot i was like that was pretty thin but like just the aesthetic and how it was filmed it it was beautiful it was a beautiful yeah yeah well like i saw um most recently in theaters i saw don't breathe oh yeah how was that it was good until it wasn't the three-quarter point oh Mm -hmm. okay yeah that's that's the thing a lot of times like the concept can be yeah because like I, I would have, I mean, let's do a spoiler alert for Don't Breathe. Hashtag spoiler alert, Don't Breathe. Hold your breath. Hold your breath. Um, it, it comes out that this old dude, like the guy whose house they're breaking into, is a blind veteran. Mm-hmm. Um, his daughter was killed in a car accident, and he somehow, he's a blind veteran, remember, that lives in a dilapidated part of Detroit, kidnapped the woman who killed his daughter in a car accident and impregnated her with a turkey baster because he's not a rapist it's what he says in the thing he still is but he says he isn't okay uh in order to give him a new daughter oh and that's that's the big twist in the film that's a really weird gross twist (laughs) yeah that's like something you'd see on young and the restless yeah no it was I remember, so I was, I, I went to, I went to see the movie with the, with the woman I'm seeing, and, uh, I remember I was sitting next to her in the theater, and that revelation came up, and she just went, oh, fuck, really? <laughs> and, like, the entire theater laughed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was 
the cutest and the best. Because, like, it was it was actually pretty good up until that point. And then it just, everything just Everything fell just fell shit. apart. Because, yeah. like, that's such a fucking... Why do you need to do that? Yeah. Like, honestly, if, if I had my druthers, which I would love to have, <laughs> um, I think it would have been cooler if... Because, like, of course, the the one, like, the thug of mm-hmm. the three who breaks in, you know, the guy that I would have auditioned for? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he dies first. <laughs> yeah, as, as you do if you're beige. If you're beige, you <laughs> die first. Uh, God forbid if you're darker. Yeah. But, <laughs> but um, the uh, I, I thought it would have been so much cooler if, and a cool subversion on the genre, mm. if he had instead, like, because if we're going to make the blind veteran guy crazy and make him you know into the villain yeah make him like legit crazy yeah make him a villain make him kidnap like the doe-eyed fucking hold a torch for the main girl guy and like dress him up in a wig and a dress and be like you're my daughter now yeah yeah you know do something fucked up with it right yeah don't just do the same fucking boring bullshit you're gonna do yeah because like and the thing too like that was directed by the guy that did the new evil dead yeah, that's right. I expected so much better. Because the New I Evil mean, Dead was amazing. New Evil Dead was, like, it wasn't it wasn't my Evil Dead, but, like, whatever. I, <laughs> I appreciate it. I can appreciate it. Not to, not to be, like, you know, a Sam Raimi apologist here. Yeah. But, you know. Wait I, a minute. Sam Raimi is amazing, and he does no wrong. Oh, shut your mouth, no Tony. <laughs> hey. First Sorry, that was okay. mean. <laughs> <laughs> That was mean. I didn't mean to take my Sam Raimi rage out on you, Tony, like that. I'm a Sam Rage me. I should Sam Rage. I should, hashtag Sam Rage me. Sam Rage me. <laughs> no, like I, I, I just I expected so much better. Mm. Of, totally. Uh, that and it just felt like such a lazy twist. Yeah, that's. It's kind of like it's kind of like using like, I mean, not to not to get on a soapbox or nothing, but it's like using. Uh, uh, rape is like a plot thing. Oh like, yeah, a lot way, of like, a lot of like in Game of Thrones or like yeah, fucking really fucking anything. Like it's such a lazy plot point. Mm-hmm. And, and I I think I mean, we're sort of past that for for horror. Like I feel like it's it's almost it's it's trying to be shocking so bad that it's not shocking. That's yeah. the thing, yeah. right? Like horror, good horror really good really fucking solid horror needs to be like i i know for me the most effective horror is what gets under my skin yeah mm. the like slow creeping the slow creepy horror. the atmospheric like um uh i don't i don't scare easily at all like i don't really get like freaked out by horror films at all because i just I, I have a lot of respect for, i love the storytelling of them certainly if there's practical effects i go fucking crazy because yeah. they're great but um, there was there was a kiss in the room because <laughs> we've gone like have we gone two, like two we went over is double. this a two parter did we go I think we, I don't know hashtag like, two parter over two hours in I oh think fuck we need to like oh my god I need to kick you out I have talked far too much far too long <laughs> it's all right I'm magically uh, gonna edit it down to an hour the last hour was just about horror movies so that's okay <laughs> I will come back and we'll do a horror movie one you can do like a because I have opinions yeah. <laughs> so um, many opinions actually Hashtag actually opinions. maybe um, maybe I will edit it down t- 
to more concise and more toy focused but maybe on our youtube channel i'll put up the unedited one where it's just the full length of the episode if anybody's yeah if anybody cares that yeah. much to that would be right yeah special bullshit. edition would be pretty sweet or hashtag, we just hashtag. or just tony it's time to start a third podcast and <laughs> we just do a, <laughs> do God, a horror God. podcast it would technically be a fourth one talk Holy about shit. shit with jesse <laughs> hey what's up it's me jesse this is tony <laughs> we gonna talk about some shit i can't do it anymore <laughs> tony Talk about some shit. I got a turkey baster. I can't do Oh, no. <laughs> You're going to be my daughter now. <laughs> like those pictures I saw all over again. <laughs> Hashtag don't breathe. Yeah. Um, before uh, we do, uh, before I do the little, the wrap up and the closing. Oh, yeah, like the um, little outro. Are there, um, are there any things you want to plug? Totally, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, if you're in Portland at the PD Extreme Festival... Uh, it's on Facebook, PDX Stream Festival. Oh, I, I know, right? There. It's uh, Portland's <laughs> Underground Film Festival. Uh, Valley of the Rats, the feature that I'm in, is going to be screening mm. on December 3rd. So get your tickets. It's the U.S. premiere of it. There's going to be a Canadian premiere of the finished version here at the Badass Film Festival Radical. in uh, February at the Rio Theater. Um, watch the Romeo section on cbc.ca. Yep don't pay for cable no one does <laughs> no one does no one does you shouldn't either <laughs> um god what else um i mean if you want to you can watch Legends of shima on netflix that's true yeah uh, it is all up on netflix, it is all up on netflix it's it's honestly like it's it's fun yeah. it's a fun show it's, don't it's fun. expect shakespeare um <laughs> expect lego expect lego uh bigfoot littlefoot trail or pilots on uh toon zone Dot com, if I'm remembering correctly, and follow me on Instagram and Twitter at jinocalia, J-I-N-O-C-A-L-L-A. I post a lot of pictures of my big bald head. Yep, he does. <laughs> I really Sometimes do. there's a scarf involved around his Usually back. a scarf, because yeah. I'm a fashionable gentleman. Fashionable. Even in the summer. Yeah, oh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, especially in the summer. Shout out to scarves. Shout out, hashtag scarves. Hashtag yeah. bald. Um, <laughs> and finally, uh, because I was on the podcast and I want to plug it because I really like the cast as well, uh, check out Dark Entries yeah. on uh, on uh, wherever your podcasts are served. It's all about cool niche horror films. Sweet. I'm going to download them right now. You absolutely should. It's a really fucking cool podcast, and I'm on the episode that's coming out. So, Sweet. Yeah. And I'm going to lay awake wondering if Dark Entries is a Bajas reference. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing, knowing both of them, probably yes. yes. Awesome. <laughs> probably yes. But yeah, give it a listen. It's super cool. Uh, thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast. It's been a good one. It's been our first uh, interview, and as I suspected, we did it uh, just okay. I mean, like, I'm, I'm bad at asking questions. It's. Uh... I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it was Anderson Cooper level. <laughs> yeah, no, we didn't hit. But Anderson I wouldn't say Cooper it was status. not Coop worthy. No one left angrily. Hashtag. Coopcast. So we <laughs> Coopcast. Actually, no, that, that was awesome. I feel really good about that interview. So thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jesse, for being here. That was oh, dude, uh, my pleasure. fucking awesome. So uh, was there anything you want to say to the people, Tony, before we kick it? No, what I think we should ask if there's anything Jesse wants to say to the people before we kick it. Uh, Baba Booey, Baba Booey, Howard Stern's penis, Baba Booey. Oh, God.
<laughs> All right, guys. And remember, a Boba Fett for a Greedo is a notoriously bad trade. We'll catch you next time. See ya. <laughs> Namaste. Yes, namaste to us all. Namaste. Um, <laughs> I bow to your Buddha natures.